It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. <laughs> what have I done? You're a fraud. You're a liar. You can't like video games and sport. It ain't a thing. It's not. It's true. Unless, of course, you're playing sport video games. So... I'll be kind of playing like, Xbox. Oh, sorry. It's just, I mean, I'm sure what you're about to say was garbage anyway. So I'm about to. Play it was, it was. My <laughs> Xbox on like a desk. So, like, did, would this mic work if I put it in my Xbox? Is this like a plug and play mic, this El Gato? Could I just use this and like my, as my mic and just use wireless headphones? That'd be kind of cool. I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't think so. I don't. I don't think USB mics are a thing. Um, yeah, but you don't need software for it. There's they're plug and play, so I don't really know. Yeah, maybe I'll have a look. Why would you want to do that though? I don't know. Because just because you'll be at a desk. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's not a big deal for me. I won't be like leaning forward or anything. I'll just be. It would just so... be here. And it's just better than my other mic. Everyone could just hear Gazan whenever I talk. You'd have a headset on any though, anyway, though, wouldn't you? So. Yeah, yeah, but it's just a better quality mic, right? Um, yeah. Reason. So I like where your headset. But yeah, but some people do that. I think a lot of PC gamers do that. They have like a desk mic. Yeah, like you say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can hear my call out because everyone's on a fucking wannabe streamer and a wanna- I should have swore that early. We oh no! Oh, we've been <laughs> live. We've been live like, It's only like the first ten seconds, isn't it? Yeah, it's like ten, fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah we've we, been live we way longer now. We've been live for like a minute or two. Okay, okay, because everyone's a fucking wannabe streamer, mate. A fucking wannabe podcaster, am I right? No, yeah. though, we're different. <laughs> yeah, we're different. We're established. <laughs> Fuck we're you different. Guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um. But yeah. So yeah. Great. Right, I'm just going to put this link in the notes because I've realized I made a note about something. And I also reformatted them. Have you seen? I thought I did quite good. I've like made a template. I've like saved a template to make my life easier. I've got a little bit of note. It's purple and pink. I know you like purple. I did that just for you. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. that's, that's pink. Little color scheme. It's uh, pink and blue. I, okay, yeah, I guess. But the, the, top, the top bit's purple. That's no, <coughs> blue. The very, very top bit. That's, no, that's like what, maybe lavender, maybe violet. Lavender. Yeah, maybe violet. Lavender, lavender. It's it's a color. I know that much. It's a color for sure. Has it got a I name? I disagree with you there. The color. Yes, yeah, so we're currently using custom color, close to dark. Yeah, I guess you're right. I. Hash six one three four eight two nine C. Yeah, am I right? Hmm. Um. But yeah, they do. They look okay. Lovely. I guess we should get going. Hmm. 
yeah, I made it. I did a whole thing. I thought I'd make it easier. I've got like a, I've got like ten story like bits templates with a bullet point, a, a timestamp section. So if you, if you, I'm gonna try and keep bubble up on that because I, it's gonna save me time. If you notice, I haven't put it in on the notes. Just type in when we change subject because I change subject Tim, and that makes it really hard to to timestamp at the same time. That's not. I don't. I feel like that's a you problem. <laughs> it's not a me problem. Uh, it's not a me problem. It's it's a not a me problem. You auditioning for Mario? I could do. Be about as good as Chris Pratt. <laughs> I think it'd be better. Yeah. All right, Tim. Are we are we looking golden? We're looking golden, man. Yeah, we're good to go. I mean, yeah, I could start okay. the jingle if, as and when you want. Okay, I think we're. I think I posted on socials already. I'm just going to check, get the studio up so I can see chat too. It's the pre-show ramble. Pre-show ramble. It's the pre-show ramble. We need to summon Wahine. Where is he? Wahine, get in. <laughs> How are our mic levels? <laughs> Tell me now. How do we look? Actually, my the lighting. This mic is a bit. Um, well, I say hi. It's it's probably about the same as yours. Probably I'm a bit lower than yours. Yeah, we good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jingle, jingle me in, bitch. Oh God. Uh, fucking hell! I don't think you should call your producer a bitch, but yeah. All right, we're jingling. Sounds like a... It's over. Live show's over. (laughs) Hello, people of the world, people of the gaming community, people of the Xbox community. No one else is welcome. Uh, This is is the Quick Resume Podcast, and it's episode 83. Uh, We've got some things to speak to you about today. Those things are new Redfall gossip. I tell you, things are getting spicy. Nah. Things are getting nicey. Yeah, no, they are. <laughs> they are. And you might be, you know, you might, if you haven't been following this podcast and you've just tuned in, you've probably already clicked off. But if you haven't, you might have thought that Redfall was a Left for Dead game. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, that is not true. That is not true. And quite frankly, you're lucky I haven't already sent a glitter bomb to your house if you held that if you held that belief anyway starfield is still coming out in half one there is in fact a new third party controller with an oled screen on it oh we speaking about that. Go. Go. Saw that oh that's actually that been like, that, that uh, manifested let's go it's been announced yeah there's a new gears of war game that got announced a new gears of war game but you didn't see that so you said this was light news this week it's all a bait so thanks for coming by it's nice to see uh if you like us, consider hitting the like button and consider subscribing, even though we've done nothing of value yet. Oh. Hi. Oh, I should. Uh, my name's Deck. Over there, that's Tim. I say hi, Tim. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Longest <laughs> intro without saying our name ever. <laughs> Just rambling. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, uh, so it is, it is. So a bit of news did come at the end of the week. I said to Tim like three days ago i was like shit man shit like you know <laughs> there's no news it was uh, let's do a top five let's do a top five was it yesterday was it yeah everything's blurring into one give me a break 
Just um, saw a message from you. We wearing Udis again. <laughs> like that's gonna be a, just a thing. We. <coughs> yeah, I just thought maybe it would. Yeah, and also I am sorry to all the everyone really. I was gonna say audio listeners, but I guess you're all you all have ears, presumably. I mean, I don't want to assume, but maybe you know. I'm I'm still coughing, so I I apologize about your eardrums. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, we. I said to Tim, it's been a light news week. Let's do a top five of 2022. Because, you know, I was listening to some other podcasts and I was like, that's cute. Everyone's talking about their five favorite games that they played in 2022. We didn't really do that. We did talk this week about the year for Xbox. And, you know, I thought that maybe that'd be cute. Um, so we've got that lined up for you. You know, our top five games of, the, of last year. I thought that'd be nice. Um, and then we will segue into what we usually do, what we've been playing and other news stories, um, particularly around xbox's first half with redfall and starfield because there's some things to speak about tim and it's um it's interesting particularly redfall i am going to flood your ears with redfall information so you'll have to keep entertaining i hope you're feeling funny today i hope you're feeling really funny because otherwise we're going to have no viewers by like the 40 minute mark or do we just quit while we're ahead then because i'm not feeling funny today (laughs) why not just I take just a made funny laugh. Bill. It was a joke. Ah, oh, yeah. I'll just take a joy. Yeah, yeah he did like, it. Oh, we happy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which coincidentally yeah, so is in my top five games. <laughs> Imagine that'd have been a was. great segue. I think I'd be like the only person on the planet that's we happy for you in their top five. <laughs> oh, their 2022 top yeah. five. Hey, <laughs> 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 um, okay. well let's let's start here then so i i let's we're not going to do a little catch up we're just going to go straight into this in the interest of time and keeping things moving so okay. we're fine i've got a cough aren't you tim's you're busy aren't you tim um yeah i'm busy yeah i'm extremely busy actually so yeah oh and i feel a bit bad is there anything, is there anything you want to say yeah i really just feel like i could use this platform to get some stuff off my chest but i guess we'll just skip that segment <laughs> I feel kind of bad. No, no, it's fine. God, no, you no, give him no. 82 episodes. You give him 82 episodes of free therapy, and then he stops for one. And he yeah, gives me shit. No, um, no, no, I don't have anything to talk about. It's all personal life stuff anyway, so it sucks. So, yeah. No, it's not gaming related. It doesn't suck. No, no worries. Stay about for, it. man. You know, they, they come for the clickbait and they stay for the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. They come for the clickbait and they click off 10 Maybe. seconds later. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, they see that thumbnail and they're like, "What the fuck is that amateur? What is that?" And they click yeah. on it like, "Oh god!" And then they just close it. Oh, for the tab. Okay, so right, we've got top five of the year. Um, top five of the games that we played in 2022. I figured we'd skim over the top of this, and we just kind of, you know, I I, I want to hear us count up from from our from our bottom to top. Um, with a bit of an explanation about why we why that's in our top five, why we liked it so much. Um, yeah. So I, I can't lie to you either, Tim. Uh, I have six. <laughs> what? No, shave one off, you dick. Yeah, I can't do a top yeah, five and six. say six. That doesn't make any sense. I've I've got a top six. That's right. I'll start because then nothing will. It'll all be fine because then you won't really notice. Okay. <laughs> all right, I've got it. I've got this all sorted. So my my sick my top my top sick game of 2022 was Deathloop. Number um, six. That was my number six. Yeah. Um, 
I loved a lot of things about that game. The dialogue was great. A lot of the um, direction with the, the voice actors was really good. I liked the art style of it. I liked how the game felt generally. I know a lot, there's been like quite a lot of, we spoke about this before, kind of how the controversy with how the game feels as a shooter, but I thought Deathloop felt really good. I don't know if that's just because I only played it when it came to Xbox and it had, you know, it had the golden loop update or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But I just, when I started the game, I think I tinkered with a couple of things in the options, like aim acceleration. I can't remember what it was exactly, but as soon as I'd done that, it, it felt good to play. Um, so I didn't have that problem. Um, I liked how the micro stories kind of unfolded with each of the characters and you learned more about them. Um, the crea- you know, the all of the arcane staples were there. You know, a lot of those runes you got where you could like whip people around into walls you could like lay traps down and push them back into them um mm-hmm. link them all together and then use like a silenced whatever you know the, like a nail gun to like kill groups all of that stuff came together really really well the gameplay in that game was just really really solid a lot of fun um carrying the loot back as well you know i'm trying to sort of micromanage that meta strategy of like oh, i have to leave some stuff behind i can't take it all back with me um and then because it was kind of roguelite, you know, it had those kind of, it had the things that roguelites have, like you could just sit down for an hour and not really bother with the story and just wander off and go and do your own thing and have those smaller goals rather than the big goal of like completing the game. And that all came together really well. Um, I didn't love some parts of it. I didn't love how some of the quests, like delivery was designed. Um, And I also didn't like how the game came together narratively. Um, it was kind of a bit messy for me. It was fine, but it it, it left a lot to be desired. Um, but overall, really solid. I loved my time with Deathloop, and that's why it's my number six of the year. Your number six in your top five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I was quite it's quite tough for me to do my number five for my list. There was a couple sort of battling for it, um, but I'm probably... Do I do a top six? <laughs> I genuinely could do a top six, yeah. Um, <laughs> but top six, top five, wherever I'm undecided right now, um, probably Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Um, that was a really good game. Nice! Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised um, with that game. Um, I played it through with my partner and it was a great time. It's like a perfect game to sort of play and just sort of backseat, um, like watch and hand the controller over. I know it's a single player game, but it's like, it's quite simple to sort of always grasp and follow and it's funny. It's, it's good to play with someone else. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought they kind of just nailed it on pretty much everything in that game. I thought I thought the voice acting was fantastic. The script was really good with only being kind of cringe in like a couple areas, which was really surprising to me considering, you know, they were going for the same sort of vibe as the MCU like movies. You know, that sort of stuff tends to fall flat in games, but it really didn't on this. Yeah. Um, the combat was, you know, deep enough to keep me interested throughout the the whole campaign. I mean, I think I played it. I'm looking at this. I think I played it for like about a day um, before I completed it. So about 24 hours. So, you know, in a single player game, if the combat's keeping you interested for 24 hours to completion, it's it's pretty good. Um, you know, simple to pick up, fun to execute. Um, and yeah, just a decent looking game as well quite good nice nice looking environments all that sort of stuff like genuinely i think it just had just like the whole package for like a single player game um 
and I think I especially just as I have a fond memory of it because I just wasn't expecting it to sort of hit that hard. Mm. Um, especially when Slap, reviews yeah. were kind of just like, "Oh, it's a seven, it's fine." I was like, "Well, I was like playing it. I was like, no, this is like a this is like an eight eight point five. Like this is a this is a good game. Like this is better than um, yeah people are giving it credit for." Um, so yeah, that's that's probably my number five. Slapped, and I tell you, the fucking man, the um, the group huddles. Oh my god, the soundtrack yeah. in that game. Yeah, wow, really good. When you yeah. huddle, it's like oh, mm. it's like heavy, just like a power ballad in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was good. Just, it was just really good. It just yeah, it captured like the whole vibe of, of like the hype Guardians. of the game. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that one. So yeah, that's a great pick. I like that. So my top five, uh, well, my number five, sorry, in my top six, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. Um, I, you know, I've certainly played this recently, and if you've been listening to the show, I spoke about this um, not too many episodes ago, but overall, it was a damn good, damn good ride. I do have a couple of problems with it here and there, but overall, like, man, the stories were just really good. The writing's really good. Um, the characters and the dialogue and the acting, just fantastic. And, and the combat continues to be amazing. Like, it was it was a bit of a letdown to me how samey the combat did end up being, but it's like, it's still some of the best third person combat in the whole genre. Like, yeah. like the, from 2018, like absolutely nailed it. And Ragnarok is kind of that, but a little bit more. Um, so with that, like it, it still ends up being very, very good uh, being, you know, with that. Uh, in consideration uh, and then you know there's like the whole loot system which i don't think is amazing but i think it's very very good and, but once you start to put all of that together it becomes this really satisfying thing where you can like go out and have these fights and and you know try and explore for a bit of loot um and it's always fun it's always fun to to fight in that game that's the thing um, mm. it did end up being a bit samey in some ways to 2018 both in the combat and sort of um maybe the the quest design as well um but overall none of that could derail uh how good the game was overall um i really really liked it i liked how it came together um in uh in total there are some issues especially in the first 15 hours the the biggest challenge i think the game has is the pacing issues in the first 15 hours Mm. it's like we've got to stop now and we've got to talk a lot uh, and we've got a, and here's another combat zone and now we're going to climb up a wall and talk at you for 45 seconds and it's a lot of that over and over again there's even a section in the game where it's pretty much just three hours of sitting on the back of a creature and walking around and talking and it's like this nice. is really killing it um so that was a real genuine problem and that's why it's not higher on my list but like i said overall it's not enough to derail it from being one of my favorite games of the year um it was very really really good um and i was always excited to pick up the controller and play more Nice, nice. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, coincidentally, my next pick is also a PlayStation game. So I played Spider-Man for the first time this year. The first Spider-Man. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, and yeah. that game was a banger, like, just through and through. Um, it's good. Yeah, good there's, <laughs> there's not really much I'll say in it. Um, and everyone's probably played it. Um, and everyone's done it probably multiple times. I want to um, hear I want to hear I, what you liked about I, it. I went to the party late on this, but yeah, no, it was just really, really solid, man. Um, the combat is just fantastic. Um, again, I I feel like it's it's similar to like Guardians of the Galaxy for me, where it's deep, 
but not like crazy deep um but you know like it's not like daunting at the same time um but like by the time i was finished with it the game i was kind of done with the combat as well it was starting to get tiresome like it was it's on that nice borderline between yeah maybe not being deep enough but for the length of the game it worked um and yeah there was just so many awesome cool suits and gadgets um i think i think suits were like probably one of the coolest things in the game for me um just there's just how many there were was just so cool and how they were all like unique and had like their own like abilities attached to them and stuff like that um yeah it was just a real joy to just go around and unlock them yeah i love um, that i actually found myself just doing shitty little collectibles around like the city to just to get certain suits and stuff like that which i never do in games um just because yeah, it just looks so freaking it's cool. It's fun to move around. Yeah, when you were just <laughs> yeah. flying around wearing this cool new suit and it had like a unique ability and stuff like that. Um, yeah, which yeah also leads me on to my next point is the traversal in that game and just moving around the city is just... I, I, I genuinely think it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't <clears throat> think I've, I've had a, a better um, game to traverse the world in. Um, and... Yeah, it's just mental. It was just, it was just so good. Um, and uh, what else about it? Yeah, story was great. Voice acting was phenomenal. Um, yeah, the cutscenes were great. Um, looked very pretty for a. How old is that game now? Is it twenty eighteen? Spider Man. Yeah, no, no, it's older than twenty sixteen. I can't. It wasn't the same year as God of War, was it? It uh, was. I think it's twenty eighteen. Yeah, same year. No, 2016. Was it? Really? No, yeah. It was the same year as God of War. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2018. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, Christ, no wonder that it's such a good year. <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. God of War. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just looked phenomenal, even for a 2018 game, and runs so well. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, I just thought it was great. The whole, like, cast of villains, super cool. Um, for anyone who hasn't played it yet, spoilers, but the whole, like... Sinister Six all coming together and you just fight off like each one, like one by one, um, as they like sort of harass the city and stuff like that. Just just really good. I just really enjoyed my time with it. Um and um yeah, that's my that's my number four on my list. Um but that's yeah. a great pick. Yeah, so that's that's a great it's a good game. There's like there's really nothing like like spider-man's insomniac spider-man rather is like one of those games that like everyone is gonna like it's hard to not like in some capacity do you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. not a lot of people are gonna give it 10 out of 10s probably but like it's it's just so likable <laughs> it's so easy to play yeah, that's just um, and just so get, impressive get yeah yeah that's yeah, right yeah fabulous okay uh well my number four is guardians of the galaxy oh, um let's go yeah let's go yeah i i played this uh, earlier in the year obviously it was, it was game pass um which is why i played it but uh, again i, I, I don't that. know if i would have yeah. i don't know if i would have bought it um if if it wasn't but yeah i i loved like i 
I was expecting it to be good because a lot, you know, we since it released, you know, the, the the sort of public discourse turned around on there, and it was like, oh, hang on, actually, this is quite good, and it got nominated for a couple of categories in the in the Game of the Year uh, nomination before. Um, uh, but I, I thought that game was absolutely fantastic. I thought the combat was deeper and and good at what it needed to do. Uh, uh, you know, with with the team abilities and the combinations, I thought that was great. I loved the soundtrack in the game the writing mm-hmm. and the delivery the, the fact that they managed to make those characters distinguish from the mcu counterparts is like i still don't really know how they did that like i that was like everyone's problem going into it it's like that kind of looks like uh chris pratt um star lord but it's kind of not <laughs> but yeah. they not they very much have their own personality those characters um and like i said it just becomes hype the game uh like yeah those team huddles and then it like kicks in with some music. Wow. Um, you know, there were some like light RPG elements um there, but really, you know, the the selling point was like the locales you go to and the mischief you get up to and kind of these different combat. There was some like light puzzle solving, I think, in there as well, wasn't there? Mm. Um and I think you there was there was dialogue choices as well, was was there not? Have I made that up? Yeah. Yes, yeah, there were dialogue um, choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah uh so like all of that and the tone uh, like it, it was funny it was really heartfelt as well like i remember it being quite um having some really strong emotional beats throughout i just thought it was really good you know i i was expecting it to be good i wasn't expecting it to be like a, a nine out of ten sort of game for me um and that's why it's at number four for me um i thought that game was, was really really good and i hope mm-hmm. we get a sequel one day yeah. really surprised me yeah, it was super good. Yeah, yeah. I think I I played it um a little bit before you, didn't I? And I was like, dude, this is great. I was like, hop on this. Yeah, it's this is worth playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially, I I don't know if it's still in Games Pass. Actually, it's a good question, but I imagine it probably is. I don't know how often this sort of stuff rotates out, but um, but yeah, I obviously we it's in it's been both of our top fives, and um, yeah, if it's still there, we we recommend going to play it. Um. All right, that's a banger. Um, and yes, Joaquin, I do like American football. Yeah, I'm not like super into it, um, but I I do like it. Yeah, and I yeah, um, San Fran, uh, uh, my favorite team. Um, yeah, so my top three, my number three is Halo. Halo Infinite nice um, yeah halo infinite as much as i literally i don't think i've even played it the back the back half of this year um mm-hmm. at all uh last year sorry i can't remember the last time i played it but that game when it came out had such a ridiculous like impact on me um and it was so 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 good for those sort of few months that we played it um consistently it was pretty much everything i wanted out of a new halo release except for mm. the the content drying out too quickly um yeah, the service yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> if the service maintained itself and the service didn't dry out quite as quickly as it did i would genuinely still be playing it um you know the the, the sandbox was was wonderful with the amount of weapons that were in it you know relatively slim they could probably have a bit more equipment and weapons especially now like it's unacceptable yeah. for how um yes. late the game is into its cycle but when it first came out you know it was a pretty respectable sandbox with quite a lot going on in it um and mm-hmm. i just loved how everything 
had like reacted with something else and like had its own like physics and stuff like that there were so many cool like crazy moments that we did um yeah and yeah man oh yeah what you gonna say sorry sorry you you finish because you're you're on a turn oh yeah no and i was i was just about to say yeah it's just um yeah just it just felt amazing to play as well just like the way the shooting felt was just really really good um obviously there were the sort of um what do they call it the um d something the desync that's it there were some desync issues like dying around corners and stuff like that or maybe a shot not registering stuff like that it wasn't perfect but like for the for, for the most part the game felt and played really 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 well um and i was i was generally very happy with the engine it was built in and how it looked and felt and stuff like that um and yeah i i, I just really feel like they just fell short for me on the content service the way they did armor cores i'm still not 100 percent a fan of that like i i think it's okay um i think on paper it sounded better than what it turned out to be um because when we were talking about it pre-launch and stuff like that we were like oh it'd be like a sticker book you collect everything it's kind of cool but it just turned out to be a bit like way more shallow than we thought and yeah i didn't like a bit restrictive yeah some stuff can be put on other stuff even if it was as simple as a color palette you know i know they've done some of that now um but like why couldn't i just have a cool shader and just put it on any core i wanted you know it was just really weirdly like restrictive um but yeah you know i've had some of the best um first person shooter moments um over the last year or so um playing big team battle on that game with with all my friends um just endless laughs great time um yeah it definitely deserves a spot in 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 my top five list and it takes number three wow yeah that's that's a really <clears throat> that's a really interesting pick because I, I don't have halo infinite in my in my top six oh really in my top six top five that's interesting yeah i i really really thought about it. it um yeah no i i and it you know on the on the year in summary that true achievements did you know that we that you know posts what your most played game was in your hours and everything halo mm. was my most played game for the, for the whole the year for the whole year and i i've stopped playing that since probably may but yeah i'm probably played it since then yeah um but i i reckon it's more in like a technicality on like <laughs> Like the game like came out in the beta in like October, didn't it? Like was it October, November? Yeah, in like mid-October it came out a bit early. Um and I reckon by the time it came to February, like January, February, I think like I continued to play it quite a lot. But I think those beginning months I, I just have a bit of a fun, fuzzy memory. Like I've technically did like we as a group play it a lot in that in those beginning months of the year. And I don't know if we did. Um maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Um we played it but for because a of, long time as like a big group. It, mm, it, it, it would make it two and a half months from when it launched to the beginning of the new year. And I, just, I don't know if we played it at like three, three months into its life cycle. Like it's very uh, yeah. still hardly any updates at that point. Um, so I, I don't know. But but like I said, it was it's still my most played game of the year. So I played it. I still played it a lot in those first maybe three or four months of the year. Um, and I really did think about it. But the, and I and I the novelty had worn off by the beginning of the year. Like I was mm. still enjoying it for sure. But at that point I was like, okay, I'm ready for more. Like I need more mm. now. Mm-hmm. Definitely in those first few months of 20, of 
21 or sorry the last the back end months of 21 when it launched i was like yes like everything you just said yes so it's just more of a technicality of like uh, i'm not sure if it quite yeah, goes into the 2022 thing yeah. <laughs> like that's all but true, um true. if i was doing the top 10 i'd probably lob it in there just you know, like for all the reasons you you said um like i think yeah. it does technically fall into the 2022 but yeah um I, i'm with you on all of those points um okay so my number three um is going to be uh, a plague's tale requiem probably not mentally surprising i've spoken about it on the show quite a lot um the follow-up to um plague's tale innocence whenever that came out when did that come out tim can you have a look for me please while what? I pop oh, off plague's tale innocence. plague's tale innocence the first one i want to say it's probably in 2017 or something like that um but uh, i generally i thought this game was pretty much fantastic um, on the narrative front it was like 2019 yeah so not, not that long ago quick turnaround um on the narrative front i thought this game was like nearly perfect like this was a nearly perfect story um in fact i, I might even say it was a perfect story um again all of the voice acting the voice direction the, the delivery of all the characters you meet um you know not just amicia and hugo um were all very very entertaining they all brought something to to the story which kept it interesting um the the sort of combat was very very cool you know same as the play tower it's kind of like it's just like a stealth game really you know it's like stuff that, except your you know the rats occupy the, the the dark and you know it's kind of um it's kind of this cool contrast because you're in most stealth games you know you're creeping around in the shadows but in this game you're creeping around in the light um because the, the rats and you use the darkness to kind of try and kill your enemies in a lot of ways you know you can you get those bombs where you can like put out lights and then the rats will swarm into where the new darkness is created and then mm-hmm. eat, eat people and things like that and you know requiem opens up that combat uh in, in a number of new ways where you have like a, a more access al- access to different alchemy um uh to, to do different things with the fire like some of them uh there's like and, and it also has like a a, a a different resource system where there's like a couple of things you can get like you, you'll find like some knives around and they're like one-time use so it's like a panic button essentially if somebody gets too close to you yeah there's also like this alchemy thing that you can get where again it's like a panic button where you like swing it around and smack it on the ground and it lets out sparks every time so like keeps you alive if you accidentally go into like a dark area with with rats or keep you alive for a little bit so there's things like that so it has this cool like resource management where you find these things you get a crossbow eventually but again you can only carry like one or two cross like bolts so this is not you don't really use it regularly mm-hmm. um but the, it adds this kind of tension where you want to find these things to keep yourself alive if they happen um and the the way that the story comes together is like it's like perfect like the game doesn't waste a second of your time it's like a 20 hour experience um not a second of that is wasted narratively it doesn't put you through these things where you're just like it doesn't try and push you it doesn't get into this pattern for you where you're doing like a combat zone and then you're talking in a combat zone and then it kind of just all happens together um which is really really cool it's a stunner of a game you know in terms of like the environment and the textures um and the ending for that game is one of probably the most memorable endings of a video game i've probably ever played um, wow. It was really good, so fantastic, unbelievable. I've got like a picture of me on Twitter, like, like, <laughs> yeah. like with my eyes all red, and like, <laughs> like from from like the absolute emotional trauma the game put me through in the last half an hour. 
Um, yeah. Just ridiculously good stuff. Um, I'm so surprised that that team, you know, Sobo hasn't been acquired yet. Um, so that that's uh, that's why the game's my number three. It's fantastic. It's got a couple of a, a very couple of few letdowns in the combat. Like it gets very clunky when when the stealth's working, it works great. But if people, if the enemies get too close to you, the game starts to feel a bit clunky. Um, mm. I can look past it for the most part, but it, it's it's not perfect for that reason. There's some there's some clunkiness when the enemies get get too close to you because there's no like dodge mechanic or anything like that. They're not meant if they get close to you, they knock you down and then you get back up. You know, it's essentially the game saying you have one more chance or they're going to kill you. They knock you down and then if they get to you again, they just like hit you with an axe or whatever. Mm. And that never felt particularly good. But other than that, you know, in terms of the narrative and for the most part, the stealth gameplay just stellar stuff so plague tale requiem my number three nice nice yes that's a pretty good one yeah um i haven't played either of them so maybe i'll add them to my list but game pass as well not sure if it's game pass day one the game yeah nice yeah no fair enough fair enough yeah it's it's not a combat heavy game it's a it's a stealth game um yeah so my smooth brain needs combat um it's it's fair enough so yeah uh yeah, my number two is um yes, this is quite tough to decide my number two and one. I think you could probably guess what the two I've narrowed it down to are. Um but I think I'm gonna give number two to uh Elden Ring. Um so yeah. Nice. Yeah, Elden Ring was very, very good. Um for those of you that follow the podcast, yes, I haven't completed it. I'm like two, three bosses away from completing it. Like, get off my back. But I spent, <laughs> I spent like eighty. I, I spent almost ninety hours on this game. So like, I've, I've really taken my time. I could have completed it by now, but I've very much taken my time going through this world and with a fine tooth comb. I'm pretty sure most people didn't spend ninety plus hours doing their first playthrough. So, bite me. Um. I don't know. The game's just that big. It is just that big, but I I don't think like gen like generally. I think probably like I don't know a David and Joaquin. You probably played Elden Ring, right? <clears throat> if you have, I don't know what time you did your first completion in it. Um, but let me know. Not cool, man. Why did you type down the chat? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know what? What can I say about the game that hasn't been said already? Um. It's just, yeah, it's just really, really good. I mean, we're both big fans of the, um, what they call the Soulsborne genre now. Um, you know, the only one I haven't, the only ones I haven't played are Bloodborne because it's PlayStation and um, I haven't got around and to it. And is shit. And is shit. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> um, and Sekiro as well, which I, I did give a go, but I didn't get into it. I wasn't as into that, like, japanese sort of style like samurai style as much as i was like high fantasy i, I do prefer the high fantasy setting um but i do think i should hear it own crunching because yeah I, I hear it's amazing i mean i've played it for about it's 10 good. hours and yes the game is extremely difficult i think it's probably it's it's probably the most difficult um souls game yeah. um yes yeah easily yeah it's one of the hardest games i've ever played full stop it's like yeah. spelunky levels of difficult <laughs> yeah it's really tough yeah um but yeah so um and uh yeah so yeah Elden ring is just you know it's enormous it's massive it's vast it's beautiful um 
it's got everything the other Souls games have um, with exploration and combat and a huge variety of bosses. It's insane how many bosses they got into that game. Um, the the weapon pool with all their unique animations and abilities and spells and everything is just it's hard to believe they got this all onto like a fucking 60 gig game um because all of them have like so many of the weapons have like unique um yeah they all have like unique animations and moves tied to them and stuff like that um and and all yeah. like the weapon arts and all the spells and and the incantations it, it's just it's it, absolutely crazy yeah. just how much is it's in the subcategories yeah the subcategories of subcategories yeah <laughs> like exactly. in the types of spells yeah it's just it's absolutely mental um and yeah the whole world design and lore and story and um yeah boss design and everything it's just yeah it's just immaculate and it's it's that type of game you know where you discover an area uh, i always remember when i went for when i first went down into that uh, the underground area you know that has like the star galaxy sky thing uh, i just took a lift yeah. down after going into an area and then i went down into there and i was just like oh it's just like another game beneath this lift. <laughs> yeah, that's just right. yeah. another game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, El- <laughs> it's Elden Ring too. Um, <laughs> it's ballsy. It's ballsy play putting a sequel in the first. Um, but yeah, it's it was just insane. Um, and I do need to get around to completing it. Um, but it shouldn't take me much longer. I, I imagine I could probably sit down for like you know, assuming I don't go for the optional boss that is Melania. Um, I could probably sit down and complete that game in a handful of hours um, moving forward because I'm quite high level for like sort of taking down most of the stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Um, and yeah, it was tough to decide whether or not that went first or second, but it goes second on my list. Mm. <clears throat> Lovely. I Just to uh, give you an idea of my numbers. I mean, I, I 100% of the game. Yeah, but I finished it at 184 hours. What the entire? You're 100. percent Yeah, my 100. percent So I don't know how I can't. You know, it's it's hard to get an idea of how much of that was second playthroughs. I mean, your your second probably spent with the second in like 30 or 40. Yeah, probably less. You would have skipped loads of stuff, and I remember you saying that you looked up a load of stuff just because you know. You go for a hundred percent. No one just finds that stuff naturally, and you know. Yeah, no, no, that's not organic. Yeah, exactly. Psycho, yeah. yeah, unless you're an, unless you literally just don't have a job, um, or, sorry, or don't have to eat, or a girlfriend, really? or don't yeah. have to drink. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. All right. My number two then. Uh, just like you did. The one and two for me were really close probably the same um, game could have gone either way <laughs> no they're, they're not <laughs> they're not oh no i think i know what no. your game will be <laughs> um it really could have gone either way i had a really hard time i was sitting on the toilet and i and i flicked them back and forth like what's one what's two like six times it was a long it was a long poo um <laughs> and I, I finally come to a conclusion but re- like these are both S tier games to me. They're both S tier games that like just fully exceed in everything they do with such minimal um detraction, so 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 few downsides that it never really takes away from the experience. Um so as much as I'm putting them in one and two, like truly um 
I just think they're both leaders in in their art form, um, and it and you should really try them both. Um, but it just depends. It's entirely subjective. I, I I just think personally they're near I masterpieces. Think I know the game. Let's say it. So number two for me is going to be immortality. Yes, I knew it. I was um, going to say immortality. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, and I've waffled on about immortality quite a lot. Um, but you know, if you haven't Such heard of the game, it's another. It's another Game Pass game. The four, four of my games on this top six list are Game Pass games. Um, Immortality, I believe, is maybe still exclusive to the Xbox. Why well, I don't know if it's on other platforms yet. Um, but it's it's a it's an FMV game. So it's a full motion video game um, where there are like three whole films in the game. There are like films, film with real people, you know, real actors. Um, and the game pretty much just says to you. Uh, Marissa Marcel, who's one of the actresses in all three of those films, uh, did those three, and like you know, as part of like the, the clips, um, she's done interviews and stuff. And then she went missing; she just vanished, and we don't know what happened. So you're a detective, and you're going to scrub through the footage of all of these three films to find, see if you can get any clues, you know, figure out what's going on. And that's your job. And and our machine, the technology, you know, the fictional technology. The- invented for the game is that if you click on a part a certain scene it will take you to something which is similar in um another scene so if they, you know there's a plant pot in the background you click on that plant pot and it'll take you to a different scene whether it's in that same movie or in a different movie or in an interview or something uh, you know in that scene mm. and that's the whole thing and then that'll unlock that scene for you so that you keep doing this you keep doing this you keep doing this and eventually you know you get like a a, a sleuth of um of clips um across these three films and the three films it, it's like very like high like a lot of it is very high cinema if you're like big into cinema um you'll enjoy this because there's a lot of um clear like media and film analysis that went into the film but i don't think you have to be that highbrow to get this much enjoyment out of it the films in and of themselves are just fun um it's it's not like there's a full they they filmed you know some like three four hour and a half films but you won't have access you couldn't just sit down and watch an hour and a half of the film. you know it will give you like 50 clips varying from 15 seconds to four minutes long you know so you'll have you'll understand the story by the end of it of the film but you know you won't actually have a, a full timeline of the film um and as you keep playing the game um you know the game you know you make some discoveries and the way you make these discoveries is just terrifying. Mm. I, there's no real other way to just, to explain it without spoiling it, um, because it, because it's so unique and how you're scrubbing through the films and you're going forward and you're reversing um, and you're going frame by frame. And there's like two or three massive plot twists, like ma- that totally upend how you're re- now rewatching these films. And it's kind of you know that's kind of like kind of the meta point of the entire. Um, of the entire thing. It's like, you know, what does cinema mean when we portray ourselves in front of a camera? Um, is that really real? Um, you know, I, when, or even, you know, to a lesser extent, or when we're in front of other people, you know, do we put on different faces? Um, and that, that's one of the key themes anyway. You know, there's lots of different themes, sex and, and violence and, you know, cinematography and how age um, has shaped kind of these themes as well. Um, all really important parts of it. But as you learn more and more about it, it becomes so it, it gets such a 
hook in you because it's such a compelling mystery you like you you'll see things as you're scrubbing through and you'll be like what did i what did i just see mm. like you find it hard to believe and then it really makes you so and there's this uh, and ultimately you know what you figure out by the end of it um if hopefully you discover enough to, to draw the conclusion is that there's this kind of theme that goes through the whole all of the movies that there, there is a story there, like a firm story and it is it's spooky man it's spooky um and it's not what you'd expect at all it's totally out there and i'm never gonna forget ever gonna forget like the discoveries i made along the way how it made me feel i was scared i was frightened and it's a it's a movie about movies no it's a game about movies rather you know like the yeah. game it fucking scared me um yeah. because the way it's done is just it's it's so unique it's it's video games man immortality is video games um this could not have been done in any other medium and you know i like that shit i like yeah. that shit um immortality is just so fantastic i'd recommend even if you're not into it i'd recommend just booing it up trying it for a couple of hours if it's not vibing that's fine put it down it's not going to be for everyone but just have a fiddle around um the movies in and of themselves are entertaining anyway but you will see things probably and you will be interested so immortality number two wow absolutely fantastic uh, i can't believe this game didn't get more nods in game of the year to be honest with you but that's where we're at yeah but it really it doesn't it doesn't be cat game does it so shut up no it doesn't be cat game yeah cat game cat game is clearly best it be janky ass press a button to cat game. Um, yeah yeah fucking you're so woke man i love that pick um what no, it's good. It's a good pick. Um, and yeah, my pick is uh, for so my number one. <laughs> Do you think you know what it is? <laughs> I wonder. I, I wonder. Know what it is. I wonder if there's a little man running around on the wall, slap, booping people off cliffs. Nah. Healing and giving speed boosts. No. So my number one is golf with your friends. Are you <laughs> <sorry>? <laughs> Such a good thing. That gave me a hot re- pick. It really Love just brought us together as a group, <laughs> like genuinely. No, no, I'm kidding. It's not golf. Yep. Fucking friends. Um, yeah, it's Overwatch too. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a basic pick. Oh, you put a team shooter. I don't know. Whatever. The game's fucking quality. Um, we were in like massive fans of the first Overwatch. Um, played it to death, and that was just me and Deck back in the back in the day because we didn't really have uh, the friend group we have now um, to play these sort of games with. Um, and obviously, as you know, Overwatch is a sort of game like any other team shooter. The more people you have, the better it feels. You know, playing with randos can sometimes make you want to scoop out your eyes. Um, but yeah, it was. Mm-hmm we still enjoyed it so much and played it for hundreds of hours. Um, I mean, I'm looking at my total clock time. Obviously, this it, it just updated the app for Overwatch 1, the, the actual client. So it's like the same yeah. game, technically, but my total played, and it's probably more than what it says here because it's not updated, but I've got over 700 hours in it. So, um, yeah, I played That's it nice. for a pretty lengthy time. <clears throat> Big fan of it. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like Overwatch 2 is just... Apart from maybe the the cosmetic side of things, in the fact that you're not really you don't get quite as much, quite as fast, um, you know, because of the whole loot box system in Overwatch One, 
you know and with like account leveling you've got loot boxes you 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 found i found you gathered loot quicker in overwatch one um and in this one obviously you have to pay out your ass to get stuff they need to fix their store um the battle pass system is great but it's just not really enough once you're kind of done with it that's kind of it um and you're not really getting anything i mean uh, i think since playing overwatch 2 uh you know i've got the handful of battle pass skins that you get uh, and then i bought maybe one skin from the shop you know so like i've probably had like a total of like it, it, maybe double digits skins you know in the entire time i played o- overwatch 2 as a game so you definitely they drip feed that stuff to you a lot slower <clears throat> um but the quality definitely seems to be better some of the skins they're coming out with in the battle pass and the mythic skins and stuff like that you know the the quality is definitely there um the mythic skins are an in, insane addition to the game um really really cool um cosmetics to chase for um mm-hmm. but yeah the gameplay is just it's just overwatch one but better they reduced it from six to five i think that flows a lot better um uh and yeah as long as you're playing roll queue the game feels great um and uh but yeah outside of roll queue everyone just plays tanks with one healer probably being moira uh and you just it's just not fun so play roll queue if you're looking to get into overwatch um but yeah it's just it's it's great fun um i still play it pretty much every single time i boot up my xbox um it's it's timeless and um yeah it's definitely my number one but i do have some honorable mentions but i'll do it after your number one i do as well yeah because there are some games i want to shout out that almost made the list um but yeah 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 you can you can go on to your your number one that's me yeah that's that's a good shout you know i i overwatch hasn't made my list um really it's it's difficult for yeah it's it's difficult for me because I, I think it's difficult for me with and i guess this makes me a hypocrite a little bit when we're talking about like shooters and multiplayer games and, and game you know game awards shows and uh, you know how we sometimes feel that multiplayer games don't get the recognition they reserve they deserve um competitive games uh you know other than like the you know of the best ongoing game category you know things like that you know they never they never get like game of the year recognition up there but like i i think i have enough problems with overwatch 2 for it to not make my list like i i obviously really like it it's more overwatch essentially and i think overwatch is still one of if not the best shooters and you know hero shooters out there it's one of the few competitive games that's like the focus is on winning yeah. Even if you have playing with randos that are not good, everyone's still trying to win. And mm-hmm. you don't get that with a lot of multiplayer games. You know, you're playing Halo, you're playing Battlefield, COD, whatever. <sighs> People really trying to win? Not really. They're off just trying to get even like And that's... Sorry, I hate to just interrupt, but yeah, even like Apex and stuff like that, you know, people just go out to yes. just like high kill games. And then if they get sent back to the lobby, they're still happy dropping 15 kills, you know, even though they haven't won the game. Yeah, it is stuff like yes. that. Yeah. As, and so I definitely like that there's this kind of, you know, the way it's designed is that everybody's focusing on on winning i think that's that's great it like you know makes this this real nice sense of team cohesion and i do like what they've done so far with the game i like the new characters um i yeah i do like the reduction from six to six to five v five the move from free to play hasn't been smooth you know mm. um the battle passes i think are generally good they're pretty good yeah. you can you can feel the lack of 
the lack of loot boxes and the lack of like uh um cosmetic economy you know you you don't Mm -hmm. get any that much and they've recently made it so there's always going to be one legendary skin per event that you can get if you complete the challenges which is like fine i guess but you know you you just don't get much this game is so stingy and especially how much there there is in it like each character has like 50 fucking voice lines and and like there's weapon charms and there's highlight interest there's so many things in that game like I don't know if you could just bundle them all into cosmetics. But there's literally thousands upon thousands. And yeah, the fact that they're handing them yeah. out as stingingly uh, as they are, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so so that bothers me. And then, you know, like you said, that there's problems with like open queue. And, and it, I, it's great that there's options for closed and open queue, but I think it's just a real design problem they have. You know, the fact that they've made tanks to be, you know, the meta they they want the game to be played with one tank who and they are they're powerful characters that do that fill role x you know they do this thing but as a result in open queue you have a lot of teams that will just play multiple tanks because they're they're really they're designed to be powerful they're healthy they're strong they have a lot of crowd control um and and that makes that really unfun and sometimes i just want to queue open queue i don't want to have to queue in and play support and so for that reason i think you have a a problem where you know a lot of people end up being funneled into playing too much support and mm. i think that's that you know that's that's a that's a design dilemma that they have to figure out um and you know they they've been a bit slow with some of the service updates so far you know don't get me wrong it hasn't been awful but you know so I, I just have enough problems that it's like i feel like this should have all been wrinkled out before the launch of overwatch 2 Do you know it's been a long time mm. um but you know overall <coughs> Oh, overall, of course, yeah, still really enjoying it, but I have enough problems where it's like I, I think I can't. I don't think I can put this above any of the other games that I've that I've put here, like critically, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's just based on solely on on just like fun. I was played yeah. and fun. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just hop on that game and I oh. just I just have fun with it. Yeah, like so consistently. Um, of course, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, I, I, I won't disagree with you. It is. Um, okay, well, my number one then, um, to no one's surprise, just is going to be Elden Ring. Um, uh, like I said, it's a, like to me, Immortality and Elden Ring are like a tied. You know, I'd, I'd give them the same numerical score, but if I if I was re- if you put a gun to my head and told me to pick one over the other, I I, I would give it to Elden Ring just because of the the scope of that game. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't have much to add uh, on top of what what Tim has already said, but like um, the, the only thing I will say is how exciting it was to be playing that game at the same time as everyone else. Um, yeah. Like I don't know if you'd get I don't know if you'd get the same thing if you played it now. Like I'm, it, you'd still have a good time, but like the fact that like there are very few games I ref- refused to play most single player games in parties. I can't yeah. do it. I can't yeah. do it. I can't stand it. I don't want to hear people eating fucking Doritos. <laughs> I don't want to hear people playing music in the background. I don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want to get the game spoiled for me. But with Elden Ring, it's different because the game is like the game's foundation is on like a, a billion tiny ants walking around. You know what I mean? The ants being the areas, the weapons, the spells, the enemy direction, the bosses, the loca- all the, the music, all of this. It doesn't matter. Like I, I remember at one point, one of our friends was in a party with me. Was, he was like, yeah, man, I just I just killed a T-Rex with tiny arms, a T-Rex dog with tiny arms. And I was like. Yeah, okay. And I didn't know what that meant. I, I went, I learned what that meant eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we could speak about these 
seems that it wouldn't matter because the game just had so much in it that it, it, it afforded itself the flexibility to be sociable. And then obviously, you know, it has the asymmetrical social elements that Elden Ring has. You forget, Ring could be co-opted. It was a bit clunky in some of its direction. And, you know, it's, I, I, I said, you know, I think its invasion mechanics were a bit too watered down for me. You could only be invaded in Elden Ring if you had already summoned in a second yeah. person. You yeah. couldn't be invaded just normally. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a bit of a waste. It kind of got a bit of the, rid of some of the tension, especially with how forgiving the game was with checkpoints and um, the, what, what were they, you know, not the bonfires. The state of America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's right. So like, even if you died, if you got invaded and died, you would never really go that far back because the game was like fairly forgiving with that. Um, so, you know, just the zeitgeist of playing that at the same time as everyone else, you know, getting in a party, talking about what we're doing. Oh, do you want to come and do this boss with me? Yeah, sure. You know, no problem. I've got, I'm using a new build. I might as well come and try out with a boss. And, you know, yeah, just things like yeah. that. You know, you didn't have to. The fact that that game exists and you can play so much of it co-op and wander around if you want to together and just do that is just, that's just mental. That yeah. is just mental. And I would say I probably only played that game in co-op for maybe 20%, maybe even less, 15% of my overall time. But I, I could do it if I wanted to. Yeah, I, yeah You know, and that and that was just so, so fun. Um. And I, I meant to shout this out for Deathloop as well. I liked that Deathloop did that as well. I didn't mention it, but I, I enjoyed the time I had with the invasion mechanic in that game. Um, but like by, you know, the, for me, the, uh, the only thing to add, again, on top of what Tim's already said, with Elden Ring was like exploration. I can't think of a, a game that has, has induced like a feeling of exploration better than, than Elden Ring. Like it's ridiculous. You, you never know. You're, you're literally walking on a field. You, oh, there's some ruins. Oh look, there's some some stairs down into this underground cave. Oh, there's a boss here. Oh, cool, a chest, a new spell. Better go out. Oh, there's an enemy. Better fight him. Oh no, I've hit the wall and there's an invisible wall. And now there's another secret tomb behind this yeah. tomb. Gonna go in there. Open the chest. Oh no, I've been teleported across the world. And you know, it's like it's crazy. And that shit happens regularly. Yeah, like when I... you will just stumble into these sequence of events that couldn't have happened unless you had made the decisions that you. That you made do you know what i mean it's all player driven mm-hmm. like ridiculous yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh, and even like the whole like um world changes depending on the time of day as well like i always remember going to that castle morn um or like the near the area and like the open grassy plains and stuff and i did it during the day it was fine i was just i was riding around on my horse whatever and i just happened to be there at night time another time and a fucking death bird just swooped down from the sky and just started murdering me and i was like this is just a boss this is just a boss in an area i've already been but now it's night and i wouldn't have found it unless i came back here at night what's happening yeah yeah <laughs> so stuff like that absolutely all of, and, and all of the, yeah, the, the that's right like the the dynamic elements you know and then sometimes enemies will get close together and they might fight each other you know there's like wandering things you know there's the the the, the turtles then there's the giants that are pulling the carts along there's like roaming bosses the um uh the the boys on the horses oh, the night cavalrys and they're called yeah yeah At, and, and you know, there was the big discussion around this at the time, you know, that it's, you know, it stays away from map markers. You've got to pin your own shit. 
Yeah. Don't yeah, she's like, I'm not doing it for you. You pin your own shit. And like, I, you know, it was engaging, like, because of the way. It, and if the game wasn't, hadn't been, if the map and the world hadn't been designed as well as it, as it would have been, it wouldn't have been engaging, but it was. And that meant I saw something in the distance and I pinned it. I went there. Oh, look, there's a cave down there. I'm going to pin that now because I don't want to go there right now because I want to go and kill this guy by the tree right now. Mm-hmm. Just all the time, just stuff like that. Everything, like the proximity of the game is so fine tuned that there's always something. <laughs> you can go to like you never look over the horizon you're like oh, i don't know where to go it's more like there are so many places to go i don't even know where to start <laughs> like, yeah. you know I mean? yeah. um and like and and all of that like i said is built on the foundation of there being so much content in there that they could afford to just be like yeah let's let's keep stretching this island out further and further um just a, a ridiculous um experience a ridiculous game a really worthy evolution mm-hmm. of the souls format um uh, and i don't really know if there's much else i can say um there's a lot there's a lot to say but you know everybody's already yeah experienced Elden ring and you know heard a lot of reviews um but though those are by far my favorite parts of that whole game like the sociability of it and the, the exploration like what there's always get rewarded for where you're going the game gently nudges you in different directions it does remain a bit ambiguous in some parts you know i've always held that criticism of souls games but for the most part the game is so forgiving and there's so much to do you know you're not bottlenecked into anything like you've got to find this hidden key in the marsh that's underwater and behind three wolves and but one of the wolves shut it out inside a turtle and the turtle (laughs) ran off inside the chimney you know it's nothing you know it it gently there's always somewhere else you can go um so yes absolutely stellar absolutely stellar nice very good um um yeah so we've been going for like over an hour on this so i'm just going to do like quick fire like my honorable mentions um i'm yeah. really not going to spend much time on do this it. um but yeah yep. so some honorable mentions for me for the year um multiverses um very good game awesome had a great time with that um yeah, it's re- it's really fun to play that. Like have like a that's a mine as well. Yeah, yeah, have like a duo sort of smash fighting game. So like play as like a team was just really unique and very interesting. Um, and a lot of the characters just played into each other and had cool combinations and stuff like that. It's just really fun to play with with deck. Um, I, I had a really good time with that. Um, and uh, yeah, Tales of Arise is another one that was a really cool. Um, JRPG that I played. Um, you know long as all jpg jrpgs are but um very beautiful um combat was great characters were really good voice acting was great um just just a really cool world to sort of play in as well um not like massively open world kind of funneled you down a path quite a few times as jrpgs do Uh, i feel like jrpgs Mm -hmm. are either like yeah constructed areas or like just two like open world it's either one or the other um but yeah that was really good um ship of falls had a lot of, had, had a great time Me with too. that um yeah <laughs> these, these are a lot of games we played together so i'm not surprised they're both on our, <laughs> um, honorable mentions um yeah super yeah. Su- super cool um really fun co-op roguelite uh again something that hasn't really been done before similar to like multiverses you know this type of game in like a co-op sort of um style uh it was really really quirky really funny um cool art style um a a, a decent Mm -hmm. amount of depth and yeah just pretty good i'm sure deck will talk about it more um gunfire reborn very good had a had had a great time with that dropped into games pass 
um really fun roguelite to play with all my friends uh and even solo you can kind of grind it solo um it's a fun game to play on cloud uh although you won't be able to read any of the um items that you pick up because the text is like ant size <laughs> um and uh but yeah really fun really cool S- so smooth so smooth and nice to play like i think that yeah. game runs at like 140 frames like my one i was getting like 140 fps out of it uh, my tv only goes to yeah. 120 but um but yeah so that that was great um what else i think i had one more as well can't remember what it was um you can do it i think that was most of them i think my other one was uh tiny tina's um you know we did we, yeah. we 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 had we had good fun with that um it's a borderlands game for those of you who don't know we're massive borderlands fans um and it was really good it was just like kind of kept the same formula but put it in this funny sort of high fantasy um sort of setting which we really love from the borderlands 2 dlc for the, the tiny tina um dlc it's like okay. a fan favorite uh it's really good um you know i think I would have played it more if Borderlands 3 didn't actually... Borderlands 3 kind of not put me off the series, but like I was kind of just like, I'm kind of like done with it into the next like mainline one. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, <clears throat> yeah, it, it didn't leave a sour taste in my mouth, but it just could have been better. So like, I feel like I could have played it more if Borderlands 3 hit a little bit harder, but I still sunk like a day or two into it. Um, you know, had a great time. I'm um, playing through that with with my buds, uh, and yeah, I think that's it. My honorable mentions, yeah. Lovely, yeah. I've got a lot of similar picks in there. Um, yeah, same sort of thing. Like lots of lots of good co-op games that didn't quite make the list um, due to sort of scope or or maybe yeah, just a few a few too many. Oh, Vampire survivors, good but not great. I've got Vampire survivors. Yeah, you can talk about that, but it's also a honorable <laughs> mentions. But you can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah that's okay i'm not going to go on for long here because like you said we've been going on for a while but um yeah yeah, i had in my honorable mentions i've had again these are games that we've played this uh in the last year not necessarily that come out but yeah uh, but halo infinite was in there it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Two is also in there. Outer Wilds, Echo of the Eye. Uh, that came out towards the end of 2021, but I only played it in sort of January 22. So it was that DLC for Outer Wilds. You all know, I think Outer Wilds is phenomenal. It's like immortality up there with like level of indie game, like perfection of the medium. Echoes of the Eye was the DLC and it, it's kind of ridiculous that they came that close to making another 10 out of 10. Um, it was like a nine out of 10, I think, but like absurd 
like just the, that DLC is very very cool yeah really amazing mm-hmm. Sekiro Gunfire Reborn Tiny Tina's Wonderlands I had Cyberpunk as well I played Cyberpunk through this year that was a really good experience when I played it again not good enough to get in my top five top six list but it was enjoyable I had a really hard time not putting As Dusk Falls in here I think I liked As Dusk Falls more than a lot of people um I think ultimately it doesn't make the cut just um like definitely being at the bottom of my top six um I, I don't think it's quite there but in what it was trying to do it was really good you know that kind of interactive drama you know with choice and consequence and the fact that you can play it with eight people like a, in a co-op way was like just very novel very cool and it all worked great it was all seamless mm-hmm. Um, and it gave you like stats, you know, it showed you like, it would say like after each chapter, you would say like, you know, you chose this much and that's what it said. You kept choosing actions that represented this. And this is what that says about you. And this is what the, you know, most people picked versus this is what you picked. Just stuff like that to keep you engaged and to really make you think about the choices that you're making and kind of, you know, um, and what that kind of all means. Uh, I, did I already say Wonderland? So I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony Tina's Wonderlands is there as well. Uh, Multiverses, yep, I had that there too. That was a great time. Ship of Fools, Vampire Survivors. I'm still playing through Pentiment, but Pentiment is here. I thought I had just gotten to the end and then Act 1 came up on the screen. And looking at the achievements, there's three acts. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I was kind of hungry for for more. But yeah, um, I think I've put like maybe 10 hours into it. Um, Maybe maybe a bit less maybe eight or something i'd probably have a look but i won't um that's going really well i'm i'm still finding that really engaging i you know at the end the the whole act coming to a close was um done really well it never gave me a firm answer on what did or didn't happen it just kind of left me lingering with the consequences of my actions um i think i think i said in the previous episode but the writing in this game is like masterful yeah, <laughs> yeah you it's said like it ridiculously really good, good. Yeah yeah considering all it has to do to kind of engage you is it's writing like there's no like i said no voice acting it's like really good anyway mm. and the last one is grounded um mm. grounded very nearly made my list as well you know dude um, yeah, really, it's a good game. I, I nearly booted death loop death loop off the list for it because you know one of those co-op experiences i've got like memories of us doing like ridiculous things in that game you know like the time that we had to build a stairs up to the up to the bench and there was like a swarm of bees trying to take oh, us down yeah. like yeah like things like that and i think there was a time that you weren't with us but like we were like exploring the trees um we were like going from the branches zip lining down using our little leaf parachutes to like swing from branch to branch mm-hmm. and there was like light coming through the trees like the lighting is just really good in that game i just ungrounded is is really really good it's really unique and it, it's and you know one of our mates decided to be the builder and we'd come back and we'd deliver him resources and the base would be that much bigger with a basketball court and like a, a lookout tower and a zip like you know what i mean and just all of that um yeah that was and then you'd find like blueprints for some of the weapons and and if you're like oh this is a this bow does percentage damage or this spear does poison damage this has fire damage because you've you know imbued it with chilies just shit like that it's like yes of course like, of course yeah. it does that yeah <laughs> you yeah. know there's like one of them was like oh you've got this scimitar but you know you've imbued it with the power of, of mints and so now it does ice damage you know what i mean it's like that's yeah. just great yeah. um just stuff like that like consistently that game will make you smile and it's just re- and it has like the quality of life stuff is just excellent as well. It performs well in on the frame department. Um, you can upload your server and then everyone can play independently. There's no like relying on a host. Yeah. That works seamlessly. Yeah, yeah. Um just really good. That 1.0 release and the time I had with that game this year was really good. Um 
so yeah that that's that's all of my shouts um but overall i played a lot of good games this year <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's it's been a good game uh it's been a good year. year um yeah yeah 2022 was a pretty good year um although a lot of people might say it was quite slow especially for the you know the the xbox side of things um i think people just um underestimate or just forget just how many third-party things came to games pass as well and just like um how many things just dropped in i mean i can't remember was last year outriders or was outriders the year before outriders is probably 2021 wasn't it yeah i think it was yeah but like yeah just i mean that's just another example not in the same year but stuff like that just drops into games pass and you just play these things um you know and and you things you wouldn't necessarily experience you know one that was quite close to also making my honorable mentions was naraka blade point as well like i wouldn't mind putting more time into that i put we put about five hours Mm -hmm. into it you know and in like a couple of days like I re- I really like that game, and I would genuinely not. Be it was mad fun, yeah. If someone was like, "Hey, do we want to boot this back up again?" I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, you know, just get games like that. I wouldn't necessarily normally try, um, but yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, um, well, like I said, I suppose uh, four of my top six were all Game Pass day one. Deathloop. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I suppose Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't day one. Um, Plague Tale and Immortality. So three out, three of them were day one, and four of them were in Game Pass. So like that's obscene value. Um, mm-hmm. I know they haven't, they didn't all launch that year, um, but in terms of what you can play and the value and the quality there, like that's that's just that's just ridiculous. Like, I feel, yeah, so like you say, <clears throat> Xbox as a platform, I think did did not just fine but even good in 22 yeah yeah the the weakness was the first party AAA exclusive from but i can't yeah. i can't pretend that there wasn't any value in xbox last year there was a lot <laughs> yeah there's lots um, yeah yeah cool we lovely did. well that was yeah we did it that was fun um Okay, everyone. Well, this is the point of the video where I'm just going to remind you to like the video if you can for me, please. Helps us out. Um, consider subscribing if you haven't done so already. Um, and we will move on to the news now. So I'm just going to quickly make a timestamp um, in my notes because I'm a genius like that. There we go. And we're going to start with the Starfield news for the week. So what we had happened this week, Tim, was that Starfield's support page went live. Uh, and on the support page, it confirmed that Starfield arrives exclusively on the Xbox Series X and PC in the first half of 2023. Yeah. Now, the reason this is important is because there has been some lingering speculation that maybe the game's going to get delayed again. Not really for any reason. Like, nobody's saying that for any reason. It's just mm-hmm. like... Because the game's so big. and yeah. yeah. And maybe at the showcase last year, there was like a little bit of choppiness in the frames. Um, but the game's already been delayed a year since then. So, it, you know, it's like... Um, that's kind of been squashed now. I mean, are there any thoughts? Like, like if you had to like throw a dart at the calendar of where, what month you think Starfield's landing in, when do you think it is now that we've got this kind of confirmation? Or the soft confirmation, oh. I guess. Oh mate, it's it's landing right right at the end. It's like it's June, like it's it's in, it's in the six month. 
it's like yeah it's it's on that cusp of the first half I june think. 30th yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> june 30th at 11 59 yeah <laughs> yeah it like like ge- genuinely i i think it will be like it will be may june it, it will be the later half of of the first half it's a confusing way to put it but yeah um, <laughs> yeah it'll be may june i think yeah yeah and it's interesting because there has been a lot of talk about kind of xbox maybe and like i'll I'll, I'll continue the thread there's been a lot of talk about xbox maybe um being a bit remorseful or you know regretfully having committed to three of their big games being in the first half you know remember you probably don't remember but in the showcase that we watched they did a big forza motorsport blowout didn't they and it Uh obviously looked gorgeous uh like wow it looked amazing series x and s only i I think they even said spring 23 yeah i've forgotten this when we were talking about this the last episode i think they even said spring um so that means they've committed to forza being spring and then redfall and starfield being before the end of june mm-hmm. um it's a lot and that's like it's already a busy six months like like i said of zelda's may february's chock full of shit um J- uh, diablo's in june uh-huh. um like these six months are already busy and like you can't help but think maybe they would like to spread this out a bit more <laughs> yeah but do xbox really do that and like the reason i suppose why a lot of um you know commentators well there's a bit of concern on social media is because really like why can't we just believe that starfield is going to be ready to go in like january maybe not okay maybe it's a bit much february <laughs> yeah. february's I mean, maybe yeah. really busy so maybe march you know if you're ignoring kind of the busyness why could it not be ready and, and you know I think it's because once you start compounding the fact that Starfield looked like it needed a bit more work mm-hmm. um, and the Xbox hasn't earned the kind of, you know, confidence in, yeah. in their, uh, in their release schedules yet. <laughs> so, so a lot of us are like, Oh, it's not going to be ready. They need more time. You know, maybe they should push it back, you know, before nothing's even happened. So yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 I totally <coughs> think that's that's it. I just think um, these, yeah, there just needs to be a bit more confidence and a bit more reliability behind um, Xbox um, delivering these things. They haven't really um, showed that they can do it in the past. Um, but like you said, there's there's really no reason not to. But like, I think with the hype of Star Starfield being what it is as well, and how big of a game it is, it's not going to come in in like February, March. Because if there's like a game show, um, if there's like a showcase in like January or something like that, that it's not the game that's just going to be. Like, it's ready February. You know, they, they're going to want some build up to a game like this. You know, so like, I think minimum you're looking at April. Like that minimum. Like it's not coming out before yeah. April. Um, it's just it, it's the sort of game which you need a road you need a release date and a little bit of time and a road for people to look forward to it and stuff like that as well i know we've had that road already um and and, and especially the amount of marketing they'll want to pump out on something like this as well um there's there's no doubt there's probably going to be loads of tv ads all sorts of stuff you know leading up to the release of this you know this is this is the big one um for um for xbox this year you know i it's probably in their eyes and phil's eyes i think it's probably the biggest his the biggest release of 2023 easily um 
under their umbrella. Biggest release since Xbox One. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah, argue. Since, yeah, I'd exactly. argue this is bigger than Halo Infinite. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially considering how Halo Infinite launched. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely going to be like a minimum of, of of April, and yeah, just on the fact that I think they just want to be a bit careful with it as well. Like they don't want to do the whole it's ready and everyone gets so excited and it's just like it comes out looking a bit rough and it's just like oh god, I'd rather you guys actually just worked on it for a couple more months and do this. Um, that's right. So yeah, um, I think I think they're going to play it cautiously, and that's why I think it's going to be like June. I get the sense, and like this is the thing as well. Like it, it does make me feel a bit better because like they seem to be a lot more, a lot happier with the like delaying games now. Mm-hmm. You know that, and yeah, we 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 had a slew of games in the Xbox One generation which were not delayed, and as a result, you know they had some problematic launches. You know, Crackdown, Recore, State of Decay Two, Crackdown, Sea of Thieves. You know the list goes on, and that's fucking ridiculous for a first for a platform holder. Like that shouldn't just not be happening. Yeah. And you know a lot of those games have done some turnarounds, and that's fine. But let's not pretend that like the the, the reputation was permanently damaged or the commercial commercial success was not as good as a result um so i i I get the sense that they're not only comfortable with delaying games um and i hope this is a thing that they continue to do if they need to but i get the sense that the starfield they they are really like centering starfield as like the soft reboot for the brand like and you're absolutely right you know i hadn't really thought about it necessarily in that way but there is a big benefit to having that hype build up like you know there's been some like you know joking commentary about like oh what if you know they shadow drop starfield and it's like they just they it's wouldn't not, it's, not not, no, I shadow drop. it's like it's like nintendo no, I, would never shadow drop zelda <laughs> they're never gonna do that yeah that's right that's right um because there is there's a legitimate commercial benefit to that build-up period you know uh, considering we haven't really had that much like, I, like I think Xbox are going to go mental with the marketing on this. Like the last time we saw a lot of marketing from Xbox was Halo Infinite, um, and you know, like I said, I think those two are pretty close in terms of importance to the brand and you know size, like like the predicted impact that the game could have on the platform. I think those two are pretty close. Um, I, I would yeah. argue maybe Starfield has a, t- a, a slight tipping edge because people who don't like Halo were never going to. Do you know what I mean? We're, at the, we're far enough down the line now yeah. where people who didn't like it weren't going to buy a console for it. Starfield, however, it's more mass appeal. could bring people into the system. That's right. So, um, you know, I, I think they know that this is a hyper-important game and they want to get people excited. You know, we're having these, like, very, like, monthly constellation talks or whatever they're called, and, you know, behind-the-scenes chat with the devs. They give us, like, snippets of info. Um, but really, the only thing we've had is that gameplay from the Xbox Showcase, which, which you know, looked really good, other than, like, a few wrinkles here and there. Uh, but for the most part, I think other people came away from that very, very happy and excited. And um, so I think I, I get the sense Phil knows this needs to be a critical banger. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we'll see. Um, but I think you're right. I think pushing it, that's why, you know, we keep saying it's going to be at the, at the end of the first half of um, 22 rather than earlier. Um, but, you know, like we said last week, Redfall's also been delayed as well. Um, and then I suppose the concern is like, we've heard nothing about Forza Motorsport since last year. Mm. Like, has that been delayed? Because that's going to be a problem. Like, if, if you've got three major, if the three major Xbox exclusives really for the year are crammed into May and June, like... I don't really feel like it's that big a deal with 
with games pass being what it is now though because we know that we know we don't have to pay for these games we know that first party and they're always going to be in games pass so you have this confidence if you can just get to them when you're ready like just because they all release at the same time i could still play starfield for six months straight and just play redfall you know because i know it's always going to be there in 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 that service and same with with forza motorsport where i think it's a little bit different when you feel like you bought the game you spent 70 pounds and you feel like you need to play it a bit or you also bought starfield you know so you kind of hop between the two but i feel like it's less of an issue now that we have games pass doing what it does yeah i i I agree it definitely lessens the blow but then i think you've got to think about like kind of the casual gamer as well like um it can get a bit overwhelming and I like the casual game will miss things like that. Like people who are subscribed to the, you know, that not game pass ultimate, just regular game pass. And they just play the stuff that's in there. And you know, they're happy when they see that these new games are coming into it, you know, that's, but then, but they just catch it, you know, on accident, you know, they see an advert on the dashboard, play Starfield game pass day one, uh, you know, May 23rd. And they're like, Whoa, that's, I get to play that. It's, that's amazing. Um, and then maybe it's like, they that advert can't say that Starfield Forza and redfall uh, or do you know what i mean but there's only so much ad space that can be out there in the world and you know i think when i i don't know if you've tried to explain to someone the mechanics of game pass and like what goes into it like someone who's not not really into like this the the industry Mm. they're like all all xbox first party games go into it and they'll be in there forever you know they're like what does that mean yeah first party they must have had more than one party in their life. <laughs> Where's the champagne? Do you know what I mean? So it's it like they don't know what that means. So when that's, I think to them, a lot of people will see that and they just assume it's it's cycling. So to the hardcore, yes, I agree with you. It doesn't impact us as much. But I think there is some conversation. You know, there's something to be said about the commercial impact of having these games close together um, and the success of the brand. Um, you should just create so, like a permanent tab in Games Pass permanent these games always are in games pass yeah they yeah will not I, I think like, playstation has that playstation yeah. has that i noticed um which is i think is great you know they have to they just have playstation studios you can just you know you can filter by genre and but one of them is just playstation studios or something like that mm-hmm. and that's great and because it gives you I, I think it even says explicitly um a lot of these games will come to playstation plus but it's even more important for game pass because all of them are day one and they don't leave yeah. whereas they do from playstation plus you know um so yeah something to be said about that i'm, I'm glad to hear it's still first half I, I would have no problem with it being delayed if it needed more time like mm-hmm. no problem at all um yeah so but having said that maybe it is maybe it'll be ready i mean it looked ready to go you know other than just a bit of optimization um yeah like you know and i think they've, they've got a lot more to show so i think you're absolutely right i think we need a couple of months of really build up showing us you know maybe a monthly roadmap of like the galaxy and then month two is like the weapons and then month three is like your companions you know things like that the fact the factions maybe on the fourth you know things like that just to just to get people really sort of uh tuning in yeah definitely so just to finish off the starfield segment um there was some there was some whispers coming from colt eastwood you know um popular xbox youtuber you know one of the biggest um and he said that um because a lot of people have been speaking about this and i I would say you know uh, he's a lovely guy but you know i don't he doesn't have a particularly good track record when it comes to insider comments um i I don't think i mean someone correct me if i'm wrong um but he said that he's spoken to playtesters um and that 
the testers that have been playing it have said to him that it's exceeded all their expectations. Even people that have been skeptical going in have come out like, oh, uh, w- wow. Um, mm. You know, so, uh, you know, it's a feasible bit of knowledge, but, you know, take a grain of salt with it. Um, it, it stands to reason that it's being play tested right now. Um, but that's what he's heard, apparently, um, which okay. is obviously reassuring, but we just... Yeah. We can't corroborate it from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Take it with a pinch of salt, but it's always still, still good to to hear, I guess. And uh, even if it's false positivity, I'll take it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Seventy four and open critic. Let's go. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> All right, Tim. It's our big redfall section. How do you want to do this? Do you want to share the screen? Do you want to? Oh, shit. Should we just? Okay. Shall I just zoom through it, or what? What do you think? Uh, we could. We could share the screen. Yeah, sure. Great. Let's do it. So I, I've done my absolute best. Like I, I filtered through this article with a with a fine fucking comb, um, and uh, I tried to bold the important stuff. I've like tried to put it into categories so to like make this less of just a chunk of dialogue. But if mm. you're if you're interested in hearing about Redfall, like this is quite a long article. It was an interview with um, studio director Harvey Smith um with with a lot of good information in there um you know i'll have it time stamped um but if you're interested in just you know maybe you don't want to read the full article or you just want to hear about this you know while you're doing some other cho- like task or something now's a good time for this you know um i've done all the legwork for you um so you can just kind of listen to us kind of speculate and, and talk about kind of the stuff they've got in here because hmm. i think this is sounding really good i think this is this is exactly what they needed by the way and i think this this article it's like a thousand cuts you know there's been a couple of articles like this where the information has kind of spread and a lot of people have been like oh so it's not like that it's like this Mm. um i'm actually interested in this now i'm excited for this you know i've seen a lot of public sentiment turn around um with, with this game with with these articles that have been coming out so um let's get started then um so this was from games radar um, and the title of the article was Redfall isn't Arcane's Left for Dead. It's the studio's spin on Far Cry. Um, and I think, you know, we said this in a previous episode that Arcane needed to do something exactly like this, didn't they? They needed to get something out there and just, just bluntly say, this isn't Left for Dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> And that's what I've said here. So um, in terms of, um, I, I've titled the first segment expectations. Again, I'm just going to, I'm not going to go word for word. I've just like kind of bolded some of the important stuff. But the first thing that Harvey Smith said was, um, maybe we stretched too much this time. We probably should have picked either an open world or cooperative multiplayer. But if Redfall comes together at the quality level, we think it will, then it will be a different beast. It's really tremendous. It does a lot of cool stuff. And then talking about comparisons to Left for Deads of the world, um, uh, the creative director, Ricardo Bear, says it's totally understandable for somebody to come to that conclusion. There are four playable characters. You can play together cooperatively and you're going against the undead. But in terms of the way you play and experience Redfall, it's not like those games at all. Redfall is more like loading into Far Cry. And a bit further down the article, they point to Far Cry 2 in particular. They they they, they call out Fallout 2 as their kind of take on that. Um, so I never played Far Cry 2, Tim. But like, what's your kind of temperature on on this new kind of comparison? That's how the studio is comparing Redfall, their own game, to Far Cry. 
Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty interesting um, comparison because I mean I guess from from looking in, you know, immediately I would have thought this is kind of left for Deadly, you know, with some like RPG elements and stuff like that, you know, skills, loot, all that sort of stuff kind of morphed into it as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to to see that they're going from like the Far Cry Two perspective, which you know makes me think it's more of like a yeah like an action um action orientated almost like i don't want to say like set piece but like um sort of game but like with co-op in it as well um and then mm-hmm. obviously yeah like you said they are kind of doing like an open world feel to it as well um because yeah i mean far cry at least the ones we've played um i, I again i haven't played far cry 2 so i don't know when far cry as a series started to do their open world sort of formula you know like driving around and fucking with the wildlife and outposts and all that kind of stuff i don't know if that did come in around far cry 2 i i assume it did um but it's definitely yeah it's it's interesting to see that that's the sort of route they're taking with this um and yeah i think it's pretty cool i think it, it definitely sounds better than than a than a left for dead sort of style um which i think a lot of people were thinking it was um you know because i mean anyone looking in was probably thinking oh you know you boot up a level yeah it's just like hordes of stuff you finish the level you go into the next level sort of thing but to know that it's like Mm -hmm. this cohesive just open world you just go to points of interest on your map or you you know you go to it almost like a uh, you know i can sort of see it being a bit divisiony as well um i'm surprised Mm. like division wasn't wasn't mentioned because it definitely from a loot perspective and an open world perspective and sort of combining those two obviously first person not third it definitely kind of feels seems like it'd fit that formula as well to me and with it being like skills and character based you know division and classes as well which is almost like a sort of character select um yeah Mm -hmm. i'm kind of surprised that didn't come up but yeah no it's interesting yeah no that's that's um that's some interesting commentary there you know i because i i've seen just just from what you said about division you know i i remember a couple of people did put on twitter you know like oh it sounds like you know uh arcane's take on the division with vampires i'm in you know and it's like you know actually mm. you know i don't think that's a bad show and if you think about kind of i, I like i said i haven't played the earlier far cries but um it, 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 just thinking about it you know just um kind of brainstorming the the things that arcane bring to these sorts of games tends to be like sort of a lot of physics heavy combat you know mm-hmm. those the, all the all that immersive simminess you know i think like kind of i the problem that a lot of people have got with some of the modern day far cries is that all of the encounter designers tend to be the same there's an outpost you go mm-hmm. up are you gonna go in and stab a couple in the back oh you've been seen time to shoot them in the head oh you can throw a grenade you know whereas Ar- this isn't going to be what arcane are doing with their open world i don't think you know no. um you know and I, because you know there are there are such clear factions you know there are fucking vampires it's a bit horary you know then there's kind of cultists there's like the military you know and we'll go into this as well um there are like loot systems um so you know we'll go into it and I, I guess that's maybe the only fear that some people have is like oh as long as it's not too far cryy <laughs> it's not too yeah. modern far cry and and that's true i would hate that if if it was like i don't want it to be like an outpost game do you know what i mean no yeah yeah i'd like it to be a bit more um, interesting than that um but then like yeah. l- like you said even if it is similar 
to that even in in some of its methods i feel like it would just be made deeper with just the way that arcane do their games like you said with the physics physics centric combat you know the way they do environmental storytelling all that sort of stuff and you know the way they'll they'll build the the worlds or the outposts you know and how you like the you know with it being arcane there's probably 30 different ways you can approach this outpost and do it or yeah i, I shouldn't call it an outpost but you kind of know what i mean um yeah, even absolutely. if it's remotely similar it would just be elevated by the way that arcane make their games so yeah and as well like just on the face of it you know redfall is inherently it's like a, a dark fantasy kind of game you know these characters that you play as have skill trees of like like magic or spectral ravens or like a you know the machine the mechanic one or the cryptozoologist that uses like uv blasts you know i think all of that mm. stuff is like inherently more interesting yeah. um you know rather Definitely. than far cry it's like put one point in this to improve your reload speed by six percent yeah yeah definitely you can now aim while you slide you know it's like shit like that you know stuff that every single far cry has had for the last three installments mm -hmm. um so yes i'm totally with you there so the next section really is about the world i figured um and what they said is by the way i, I love how unfiltered they are in this they just like drop swear words like it throughout this they're just yeah. like yeah we just we got loads of weapons and like that shit and it's a big ass world <laughs> um so you're in a big ass open world in Thuta's Bear. We have a home base where you can talk to NPCs and get side quests. You can go to the mission table and pick up story driven missions, or you can not give a shit about any of that and just head outside, pick a direction, start hauling ass and run into the living world stuff that we have going on. Um, by arcane standards, the description of a big ass open world is accurate. Redfall is an unfathomably larger space than praised Talos 1, but by modern open world standards, the titular island will be quaint by comparison. There's an appeal in that too, with a denser play space allowing Arcane to flex its talent for emergent narrative design. I think we will go back to the very sealed, immersive sim-like environments Smith considers. Just once, we wanted to know what it, would, what it would be like to wander an Arcane open world and see where each little road takes you. Yeah. So this is one of like the headlines I think that came out of the article that you know Redfall has a big ass open world and um you know what does that kind of mean um uh so what 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 kind of your thoughts on on that I thought it was kind of interesting that they were like yeah we probably will go back to smaller spaces but we kind of wanted to see how we did with an open world and it's big oh, but it's yeah. not like you know Assassin's Creed big <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably yeah, not even Far Cry big yeah which i think i think is good i think overall that that's positive uh for me because I like i don't i, I open world is such I a want fucking, to be bloated man yeah open world is such an annoying term these days because it's like every game just is just fills their game with the most pointless boring shit and then just calls it open world it's just like it's not open world just because i'm running for 10 minutes and not seeing anything you know that's, that's not open world to me you know i'd rather have something that's that's smaller but denser uh, it has more going yeah. on all the time um and that definitely seems like that's what arcane wanted to do you know so they've created something that's larger than they've ever done but they're also still keeping this this flavor that they tend to put into all of their games mm -hmm. by keeping it quite dense but it's just it's just the biggest they've ever gone um i think that that's basically what they're saying and yeah i mean i agree i think i think that's perfect to be honest um i think it's it's kind of exactly what they needed to do 
um because yeah i feel like if they tried to be like oh you know let's match the open worlds of 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 all these other games but also try and put the arcane spin on it i feel like it would kind of just fall flat or they they'd have to you know um it, it would just be kind of like butter spread over too much toast you know or you know that, mr that, frodo that kind of shit yeah exactly um so yeah uh it's 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 a positive for me hearing them talk yeah about i'm this. definitely with you yeah no i i think arcane have always excelled in those kind of dense environment uh dense environments you know even like death loop was like you know there was four play spaces at, at like four different times of the day and things change and it was like this little nooks and crannies that opened up depending on the, they've always been good at those and, and even like yeah talos in in, in prey was very mm. much like that they weren't massive spaces but they were dense very dense it felt big, um though. so uh, yeah that's right it did it just felt very um very um full of stuff yeah there was definitely a better word i had lined up there but i could not find it <laughs> full of stuff um Dense. okay so um some of redfall's most powerful moments come from wandering around absorbing the world and getting caught up in high action for a moment it was the atmosphere we set out to create from the beginning we want you to be creeping through a cornfield at night in the fog, hearing vampires whisper in the dark. Maybe you'll spot a farmhouse in the distance and sneak over to it, only to find that it's full of cultists and a few trap survivors that you can save. That's the kind of vibe that Redfall has. Um, there's also some mention here about um, how you know far cry doesn't have vehicles you know um if you know that it's the game isn't debilitatingly large um you know given that they gave the comparison or far, far cry you know that's why it's as dense as it is it's it is big their biggest game but it's not big by modern standards because there's no vehicles it's all foot it's all on foot mm -hmm. so with all of that in mind tim some more cool stuff there i like and you know this is like this is what we wanted and i, I don't know why because everything other than the first cg trailer that they showed everything since then has been a lot darker in yeah. its tone and it's like, it makes me think like why did they make it so like com like not not comical but like almost like satirical you know in that first trailer um because that mm -hmm. turned a lot of people off that kind of quippiness when this it doesn't really seem to be that <laughs> that much you know maybe there's no. some comic relief but it's not like a quippy game yeah, yeah exactly yeah i think people kind of found it would it would be like <laughs> a game that has like avengers dialogue like mcu scripts yeah, that's and right. stuff like that when yeah in reality i think you're gonna get a quip every now and again from the characters and stuff like that but i don't think the cutscenes and the actual world and stuff like that will necessarily feel like that but yeah, they definitely dialed it to like 11 for that trailer. And I'm not really sure why. Um, yeah, or, or, or maybe they've just sort of toned that down as, as, as a result of the response of that first trailer. Maybe they did, you know, intend for it to be a bit quippier and a bit lighthearted, a, a bit more lighthearted. Um, but, you know, now they've kind of dialed that down uh, from, from the response. You just don't really know. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool atmosphere I think they've created there. Um, and sort of the next section kind of segues on from that is around kind of the activities that you do um, sort of in the world, um, in which they say that uh, the Red Falls world is divided into two distinct districts. One is a sport, sprawling urban area and the other is rural in design. Liberating these parts of the town uh, will open up safe houses and make it more comfortable for the citizens who couldn't escape before the island was cut off from civilization. Nests can sort of organically emerge in a shared psychic space should a group of vampires fall into the, to a blood trance, whatever that means. 
Storms form gradually over time, signaling the arrival of a powerful of powerful vampire gods called Rooks. Bellwether security squads patrol the island, and cultists set up roadblocks to bottle a bottleneck any who remain committed to to the land of the living. Um, and then, of course, there's kind of the story campaign that underpins the underpins the whole adventure, the, the fallout of a scientific life um, life expanding life extending experiment gone wrong. Um, so. There's quite a lot to say about kind of the activities here, but like, I, d- I meant I should have probably asked before. But did you have a chance to read over this before the before the show at all? Uh no. Like, no, am I? No. no I'm, I'm, okay, so that's yeah. fine. So you're hearing this for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'll I'll do the next paragraph as well then. Um. Again, because I think this is kind of all important stuff, and it, I don't think it's necessarily stuff that we've kind of heard before, and it just gives you more of a sense of like kind of what the game is and how it kind of works. So. Mm-hmm. Many of these aspects of Redfall aren't predefined activities, but part of the simulated space. Redfall sometimes feels like what you'd get if you blended the arcane creative values with Far Cry 2 or Stalker. That's the kind of thing that we wanted to do for a long time. You may find instances of combat story, uh, story vignettes, or countless chaotic results as arcane systems clash together. One part of this complex puzzle is the day-night cycle, which remains, which remains despite a powerful vampire god, the Black Sun, having established a local eclipse. The sun sets and the sun rises and we have different times of day and it changes the feel of the game radically. Uh, I suppose I'll finish off with the final paragraph as well. Um, Smith doesn't mean from a purely visual aesthetic either, with the time impacting everything from how viable stealth is before combat erupts to how various factions appear in the world. Vampires may spawn during the day but remain dormant but becoming active at nightfall. Bellwether security may take up patrols before the cultists come out in force to greet the shadow walkers. Sometimes all three of these sections will be caught at war with your squad acting as casual bystanders to the carnage of competing interests. Smith says, you may start you may start a mission at high noon and get distracted along the way. By the time you reach the objective, it may be nighttime with different enemy spawns. Every slight difference pushes you naturally to take a different approach. Um, and I think this is an important time to kind of remind everyone: stealth is a is a play style in this game. Yeah, you can stealth this game, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really cool. Like, yeah. like stealth in co-op games is really rare because it's often like just very difficult to do but i like that these are different things that you can kind of do so so having gone to i know that was a lot, a lot of text in but is, is there anything that you kind of have taken away from from any of that um yeah i mean i think uh, literally in i think like the second paragraph where they basically compare like it's like far cry and stalker and all that by putting their arcane like creative spin on it as well uh in the world i, I think it's literally exactly what we touched on earlier um in the fact that that's what yeah. they're going for but then putting the dense sort of arcane like you know combat and environmental storytelling over on top of it and just sort of improving it in that way um but yeah no it all sounds it all sounds great i i don't know what the sh- what are the shadow walkers so just another um clan is it i don't know but maybe they just refer i i don't know maybe he's just referring to vampires is that or if that is something new entirely yeah i don't i don't know yeah yeah Yeah, no it's 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 quite interesting i was also quite confused when they were talking about like the local eclipse but there's still like a day night cycle so it's like an is there just like or is there just like a part of the world that's always dark like i don't get it if there's an eclipse why is there a day night cycle um i mean we don't really know the mechanics of it but by the sounds of it yeah that one of the vampire gods still um 
like creates light <laughs> and dark you know okay on the island somehow maybe that's like part of the you know the, this is one of the bosses scattered throughout the world and if you kill it that that day night cycle stops um mm. and it becomes yeah. just an eclipse or maybe it removes the, the eclipse you know part of that i you know i don't yeah. know but yeah th- th- because that's essentially the story is that they blocked out the sun yeah um, but they still do a bit of day night um for, for whatever reason yeah it, it doesn't make all that much sense without extra context <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah no it definitely sounds interesting and it always sounds like uh, w- w- as you're crawling through the world and doing these activities these missions or you know just stopping by to just do like a world event or something like that uh, there's always that sense of urgency as the day is changing um you know and you know maybe you don't want to spend too much time out there or maybe you you know oh, we've wasted too much time and now this mission we're gonna have to do it in the dark and vampires everywhere yeah you know there's always to creep that, around yeah. yeah exactly there's always that sense of urgency and your play style changes also depending on that on that day night cycle as well um and yeah i think that's that's pretty interesting and and, and obviously your loadouts will also change depending on that as well mm-hmm. because at night time you're like oh yeah. shit you know we need to bring out more of like our stake weapons and stuff like that now you know we still might run into some cultists but you know there's going to be more vampires you know around this sort of time um so yeah, it changes the weapons you use it changes the skills you use it changes the way you approach everything um yeah that's interesting yeah great the next section I figure is more about sort of co-op and, and kind of shooting in, in general. Um, so not, not, not loot because that comes next, but just sort of shooting. So mm-hmm. freedom has always been a core aspect of arcane games. Smith admits that the introduction of multiplayer costs you some things due to the game needing to register an event, communicate it to the server, deliver it out to the other players. But that isn't to say Redfall will be any less of an arcane game because of this creative decision. If anything, fans of Dishonored and Prey should relish the opportunity to see how aspects like advancing RPG powers, immersive movement, shooting, fluid sliding, and climbing can combine in a more ambitious denying scenario. What you get in exchange is tremendous, says Smith. When four people sit down to play through Redfall together, then they're synergizing their powers, aiding each other, and kicking off emergent events, it brings tremendous value. In co-op, there is no restriction on on multiples of the same vampire hunter joining one party. Although Smith says there are benefits to having a well-rounded group outside of the variety it it will bring to combat. We have a very dynamic dialogue system where depending on what heroes you put uh, together in combination, they will talk talk to each other and get to know one another. And we have a mechanical system where the longer the heroes play together, the more intimate their dialogue lines become, and eventually they'll get a game mechanic buff called the trust buff. We got insights from some of our sister studios. The people who worked on Doom came over and gave us feedback a couple of times, things like that, and we're pretty happy with the results. So, um, sort of thinking about the, the addition of co-op there, you know, the dialogue system, whatever that trust buff is that they've spoken about, and also sort of, you know, the id team, the id tech team coming over to help with shooting. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's. I mean, it all sounds great. Um, and yeah, I I completely agree with what they say from um, from the whole like trade off perspective. I mean, for me at least, the whole you know everything they talked about, you know, playing this game co op, combining powers, you know, and ha- having that that more fluid sort of 
team cohesion and stuff like that you know that that shit's so much fun when it blends together really well you know i think that's actually that was one of the saving graces that the anthem had even though it was a really shit game is the fact that you could combine <laughs> and actually do some pretty cool stuff with with some of your powers yeah. as like teammates um yeah so i that that sort of stuff is is worth the trade-off in in my opinion um and yeah it definitely sounds like movement wise and shooting wise it's, it's good to see that they've got help in from from id because some of the crispier shooting in the industry um you know and if they're if they're liking what they're seeing and you know uh, no doubt they had some notes to make and stuff like that it's still it, it, it's great to see that um you know all these places all these studios under the xbox umbrella can sort of help each other with their expertise and stuff like that um which is exactly what you want That's right um uh just someone please get the sea of thieves water in in every game that's all, that's all <laughs> that's right. yeah. yeah please <laughs> even though it's like you get need the like a whole new engine just to run that water but yeah yeah um get the cars from forza in the the water from sea of thieves in the cover <laughs> shooting from gears in you know what i mean the yeah, first just, person shooting from halo in yeah, really just make the perfect game um <laughs> but yeah no yeah it's really interesting and the and the, the the way they said with the uh movement and stuff that that sounds a lot sort of faster paced and stuff mm. like that with all the sliding and stuff like that i don't know like yeah i don't know how um how fast and fluid that will be um that sounds quite interesting yeah um yeah i'm yeah, assuming yeah. that you're not nipping around because like there isn't you know i think a lot of arcane games have always had a sense of weight but i suppose yeah. having said that like Deathloop, you moved around pretty quick you know like with once you had blink going i think Deathloop had a slide as well um i even think dishonored did back in the day you know despite it being less of a shooter like i guess prey was maybe really the only one where you were like felt glued to the ground a bit more yeah um yeah yeah i i thought that's quite interesting as well yeah that kind of the amount of like movement it sounds like it's that's that's been given quite a lot of thought which is great yeah. great to me yeah definitely um okay for the two final sections then we've got loot and game pass so i thought this was really interesting i think this was arguably one of the um more interesting parts of the of the the whole interview um and you know like really loot is only something that arcane have experimented with in death loop and that's a different studio that was arcane leon rather than arcane austin that that are directing redfall so just to give you a taste of kind of what's been said here uh the real draw to redfall's first person shooter combat is the special vampire hunting weapons your weapons can have stakes on the end if the vampires are vulnerable the only way to truly kill them is to stake them otherwise they regenerate there are flare guns, UV beams, and even stake launchers, which use found ammo like broken off pork cues and fireplace pokers, which we, we've already known that. Mm-hmm. And bear adds, you know, the kind of weapons you would want if you were having to kill vampires. So Smith uses the example of two shotguns he stumbled across in the wild. One a double-barreled menace that has a greater chance to set hazards on fire, and the other that offers more long-range uh, viability and a percentage chance to fire off a UV flash to petrify vampires within a 10-foot radius it's all about defining your playstyle, scrapping guns when you outlevel them and picking weapons which complement your chosen path through through the skill trees each hero has four available grouping specific character traits and more general utility options like health recovery or increased storage for ammunition and lockpicks 
it's all part of a dynamic con combat system that, that we have going on knowing when to use one gun versus another and knowing when to switch to one of the vampire hunter guns is all relevant to the experience so i thought this was really interesting and it was like quite a cool way to because when you're thinking of like 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 redfall isn't like a suit isn't like a really high fantasy game like it is you know there is obviously a fantasy element there mm -hmm. but so you know when you're looking at kind of the guns in the trailers you know a lot of it looks quite military like a lot of it look, looks quite scrappy and so you know kind of, you come to think of like how how's there going to be kind of a loop system here um so I, like you said I, I guess maybe in a bit of the way that uh, division did things ultimately they found a way creatively it would seem you know because there are stake launchers you know flare guns you a percentage chance to do a uv flash like i think that sounds really cool mm -hmm. um what what were your thoughts with kind of going over that uh, bits and bobs around the loop uh yeah i mean that all sounds great um and, and and all that sort of stuff that that's character specific is it so for example the 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 person that uses the long range percentage chance to fire off a uv flash would that only be tied to like um that 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 lady who has like the magic powers or something just like that whereas okay or, or, just okay so this is just it. weapons okay all right so it's not yeah. sp class specific um yeah no it all sounds mate it's it, it sounds really cool and it, yeah it, it's you can tailor um the game to how you want to play it which i know is like pretty much every open world game does co-op you know uh, i'm not going to give yeah. it any pointers for that but it's it's still cool to that, that that's there you know and if i do want to take this sort of you know i play the, the the lady that has the magic and i can use that cool ability that you know creates that tower the the plasma yeah, tower yeah. That, li up. that lifts yeah. me up onto a building and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna play the sniper and I'm going to stun things yeah. with UV lights and then shoot them in the head and then you can stake them up close and stuff like that. You know, we can we can change the way we play based on the characters we're playing as well. Um, and and yeah, just a, just a variety. And I just think it'll be kind of cool that instead of just shooting people with bullets, you know, you're launching sharpened pool cues at things and stuff like that. I just <laughs> I just think that's more yeah. interesting than just being like you picked up a block of of uv in laced bullets you know it's cooler yeah, yeah, than yeah. you're like duct taping like a fucking uv light to your gun or something like that and it's like got like a car battery attached to it and it's a bit janky but it kind of does the job that's that's more quirky yeah. and and fun to me uh which it sounds like that's definitely the route they're going down it kind of has a bit of that like dead rising vibe to it in the sense of like there's a bit of there's like some creativity yeah. that or comes dead into, island like, the scrappiness well. of the weapons yeah, yeah that's like right. tying yeah. a battery to like your machete to give it electricity and stuff like that you know all that yeah. sort of stuff yeah definitely i can imagine they got that going um, for it and the other thing i thought that was interesting here was uh, we and we've speculated about this before kind of how the combat works with vampires and the gameplay seemed to indicate this but it seems like there's an outright confirmation here you know like i said, in this, like I said at the beginning uh your, your weapons can have stakes on the end if the vampires are vulnerable the only way to truly kill them is to stake them otherwise they regenerate Mm -hmm. um so it seems like the only way to actually get a lethal on a vampire is to stake them stake you know unless you're i think davinda um who's the, the zoologist he has like a stake gun yeah i think that's just him i, I might be wrong um i'm sure you can but get for everyone else everyone. maybe but for everyone else you know unless you're willing to commit that to your build you'll have to go up close and stab you know to get lethal yeah, um, yeah. which i think is that makes them a threat then because that's like oh i actually have to get 
close to like i can't just pick off vampires from a distance that's not going to work because mm-hmm. i have to stake them so yeah. i think that's kind of an interesting little thing um so we'll have to see how that kind of and that's i think there's a lot of things i think redfall has a lot up its sleeve still in terms of yeah. what it has shown us and what it wants to show us um and i think how that's kind of how it's sounding like it's all coming together is quite good you know like i i think that's what i mean i think it, it, if it's great that we have this article but you know let's face it we're sitting here talking through this for like half an hour i think they need a gameplay video that kind of that mm-hmm. we need to start seeing gameplay have like a direct that really kind of shows how all of these mechanics are working together you Definitely. know what's the second to second gameplay looking like because it's it's sounding good on paper now you know mm-hmm. like we we Very all had a bit good. of hesitancy i think to to begin with but now it's like okay no i'm actually excited this is all sounding very well thought out it sounds like they've got a good amount of like those borderlands loot systems a good amount of like the class building of like diablo yeah. um and then like there are some of the immersive simi elements you know the thoughtfulness of the world creation like you see in, in previous arcane games you know it, it sounds like it's really coming together so i just i need to show yeah. it to more people because yeah, there's not, not enough interest every- in this game <laughs> yeah not everyone has the time to sift through an article like this or the, like uh, i don't want to say like the imagination or like the expertise to actually piece this together and see what it will look like you know a lot of casual gamers won't do that you, you gotta show them it yeah you know um so yeah definitely that's definitely what they need um but yeah it, it's all it's all really interesting it's 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 cool that you know you can play and like you could like assign specific roles to people you know like i'm the guy that shoots vampires and uv lights them and fucking gets them ready and you know you're the man yeah. that shoots them with a stake you know you confirm the kill yeah. you know that that, that, that sort right. of thing um you know and it's quite cool and you could be like oh you didn't stake that one it comes back and bites my head off oh my bad <laughs> oh my bad but then on the on the other side of things there's also still like soldiers and cultists i, I don't really know the value that cultists bring but soldiers you know, obviously like typical NPC. so if you're kitted out with a stake launcher and a uv launcher you know you're not going to be any good against well sure, regular it's, military, sure so we need still to fire a stake at a, a human like, ah. and it'd still kill him <laughs> maybe not the uv light if you fire a giant pool yeah. and skewer a human he's not going to be like should have used bullets <laughs> yeah idiot i'm fine look at my health bar yeah um so the last uh category here is really about game pass so um which is as you'd expect but i'll, I'll quickly talk about it but what um what smith said what um what harvey said was i feel like with game Pass, the potential is what? here for us to say this is our class this is arcane and these are our creative values we can expose we can expose a lot of people to the way that we make games i hope we can turn people on to what we do deep world creation environmental storytelling the emergent results of combat and your powers and creating lovingly crafted worlds with a real sense of history and character the pool the game pass offers is huge for us it's kind of shocking and scary in a way like how many people are going to play redfall in the first week what if it's a lot more than we anticipated we're going to get a lot of feedback very quickly and a lot of people will see what we've spent the last few years on they go on to talk about how Redfall is kind of their pandemic game and that it was um, really hard, but ultimately they've all supported each other. Zenimax, Bethesda, Microsoft have been very supportive, but, you know, clearly they see value in, in the Game Pass model as well. Um, and that Redfall is kind of good for that because it's, it arguably has a bit more appeal for more people to pull sort of friends in. Yeah. So mm. that's kind of a wrap, really. You know, like I said, I, I did f- sort of 
go through that with a fine comb to try and get some new information. And there is, there's a good, I think that, that that article gives a good sense actually of what the game is going to be like more so Definitely. than I think even the trailers have done before. Um, you know, that it is this kind of an open world that you can just wander into. You know, you don't load into missions like Back for Blood. You know, you just wander off into the world. Sure, you can, you know, you can pick up a main story quest and have that on the, on your marker or on a waypoint or something, but you can go off and just do your own thing. And, you, uh -huh. you know, in terms of co-op, you know, there was a bit of criticism before about that it's like, the person's world that you're in it progresses their story and obviously you can do it with them and get the achievements and everything but that's the only save file that's going to move forward mm -hmm. but you could also drop into someone's world and just wander off and go and do side quests right Let, let's just do some character leveling you know then i'm going to go back and actually i'm just going to play the co-op story co-op yeah. you know you have kind of have that flexibility um which i don't think i would have cottoned on to had i not <laughs> read through the stuff in the article yeah definitely yeah no yeah this this article definitely provided so much more information um on on what it's shaping up to be um and yeah no i'm i'm much more excited and i mean you know hearing this for the first time and saying all my comments you know as they come into my head and stuff like that um yeah definitely um i'm even more excited than i already was for it um you know it's jumped to probably like a, a solid nine on the hype scale for me now i was probably at like a mm. seven ish maybe an eight yeah i've always been quite fond of this game ever since it was like announced like don't get me wrong um but yeah definitely yeah it's good i've been a bit hesitant yeah, yeah. i felt the same way yeah. as well i felt the same way um where it's like i think this is, looks good but like i'm there are, i'm reserved uh, a yeah. little bit most of it's just um, my trust in arcane as well rather than the actual that's right game itself so but yeah yeah no yeah it looks good cool. it looks really good Fantastic. All right. Well, in, in the interest of time, Tim, I'm going to move down to some of the more interesting stories. Um, you know, we managed to go on for quite a while with our top five slash top yeah, six been, of 20, yeah, 2022. So I'm going to skip this. I'm going to skip the ABK stuff for this week. I'm yes. sorry. I'm not really sorry. <laughs> yes. Let's go. It's like, it's, like when, it's like when the teacher forgets to set homework, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and this was around the new Gears of War game we got announced, Tim. Oh, let's go yeah mm -hmm. uh gears of war the card game comes out in 23 what <laughs> nah it's time to j -j 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 well, they still got something to replace gwen i guess <laughs> i suppose so that's good uh so this like this got like a lot of traction on twitter um but it got announced in 2020. Like, this isn't actually new. And this is like a physical card game. It has nothing to do, really, with Xbox. Oh, <laughs> like, that's of course, that's actually, it, If it's like an actual digital, like, card game, I was, it's kind of no, exciting. I like card games. No, uh, they couldn't. No, that doesn't suck. That that's, would have been suicide. No. <laughs> card games are great. They are, but Gears of War? I don't know. It just would have been such a weird... Oh, I don't know. Boomer. I'm not a boomer. You can't make a card game about every fucking game. <laughs> Forza, the card game. Halo, the card game. Redfall, the card game. They're all actually <laughs> card games. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like I said, it's got announced in 2020 anyway. It's like a physical card game. This company has done a lot of partnerships with gaming companies, you know, like they've got Dark Souls, the card game, you know, for example. So, um, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't believe this was the Coalition's secret second project. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but it's, not. It. it's not. It is. It's not. 
They Gears of War top trumps. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The top trumps. I remember top trumps they were this is a shit game wasn't it top trumps what? was just a bad game you literally, yeah, top you literally just sat there for hours like agility strength strength and you just did that and then you lost and then they did the same and then they took your pack back like did anybody ever actually win a game of top trumps i don't think so i feel like it was endless yeah yeah it's designed to just be endless although it was quite fun just doing it with like marine animals when you're like i've got a dolphin yeah you know what i mean and like you mix like them up. nine. So it's like, does my dolphin yeah. beat Thanos? I don't know. Dolphin, yeah, sea creatures <laughs> yeah. versus Marvel deck. Yeah, it's the multiverse, man. That's that. That's really what Xbox should do. They should just make Xbox the card game and just have you know like all of them. The cardiverse. Yeah. My Buga, my Bugatti, you know, yeah. has a higher speed than Master Chief. Although Phil Spencer's just a hundred on every stat. <laughs> yeah, he's just massive. His yeah. picture is just like. Absolutely. Yeah. What was that? What was the film? What was the newest Cloverfield film? What was it called? Ten Cloverfield Spaceship. Oh, there's one in the spaceship. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, What was it called? I don't know. (laughs) That's really going to bother me. But I know know what you mean. Yeah, sorry. You know, you know the end scene for that film, like the final mm-hmm. thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? You know, mm-hmm. spoilers. Um, I, they crash back down to Earth, and then like a giant monster's head pops out above the clouds, hello, <laughs> yeah. and screams. That's what I imagine the top trump of Phil Spencer looks like. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like above the clouds, smiling. Yeah, genuinely, that's how he pitches it at the meeting as well. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got an idea. <laughs> but first, I'm going to play How do this you feel about this top movie? trumps. <laughs> yeah. No particular reason. Yeah. Just watch it. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Well, last two bits of the day, then. Uh, the first bit is a very small bit of news around a party chat update on the on the dashboard. Um, so just to read it straight from the article, we now offer a two-click way to jump back into a recent party. You can now see a list of your recent parties, choose one and edit the roster, send invitations to selected users, and restart a party. You can also invite users from recent parties to the current party you're in. So essentially, you can have like, uh, a group you can like name a, a group do you know what i mean so we can name it like the quick resume crew and we can mm. have me and you in and then there will just be an invite all bun and it'll just send invites out to the, the pre-selected people in that group okay so it's kind of like that's what it sounds like to me anyway it's kind of like just creating like a room like a channel almost so to speak. yeah i think so that's yeah it sounds yeah, right it sounds like so. it could be quite cluttered though the way that's it does okay. it I, I i don't know how cluttered that's gonna look yeah but... Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But I'm always down for party improvements. Uh, you know, we, we kept we kept saying that you know that the social side of the Xbox has been stagnant for so long. You know, they need to update this and get it's kind of, kind of moving again. So I'm fine with this if this is indicative of you know more stuff on on that side of the social experience getting updated. That's a big thumbs up from me. Yeah. All right. 
And the final story, Tim, is about the ASUS controller with an OLED panel. Share this on the screen so everybody can see how fucking stupid this looks. It looks fucking shit. Doesn't it look so shit? It looks like it's such a piece of shit. It's what it looks Awful. like, chat. I always try yeah. and scroll on the OBS. Whoops. There you go. Scroll on the OBS. Why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> yeah so like because this is obviously i'm I'm really mad because i'm now thinking that that patent we spoke about you know a couple of weeks ago with 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 a controller with an oled screen was just this the whole time it is yeah well, it must be right unless they're just doing their well, own then... third party version with it similar to how like scuff make xbox controllers they're like you can do this and the xbox will have their own official one with an oled <laughs> panel in it but they've just starting it with a third party I don't know. Maybe. But I kind of hope not, because like what the fuck is that screen meant to do? I don't know, man. It's so it's shit. It's so I, small. It, I, I feel like I need yeah. to like peel it off. It looks like a sticker. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, like do, does it explain what it does? Is it say hello? Uh, I have a link to Xbox? the article. I have a link to the article just above the picture. Um, but from what I can tell, it it pretty much just shows you batteries. Oh, hey, here we go. Here's a picture. I should have put this in the chat. You can see your mic status. You can see if it's muted or not. You can see um, battery levels and charging, if something's Fuck charging. Sake. You can see if something is pairing on Bluetooth. Um, you can have some text on it, just any text. You can have Republic of Gamers if you want. That's what they've got on that picture, Republic of Gamers. Oh, it looks uh, And so... you can have a profile wallpaper. It looks awful. It looks so fucking of... bad. It looks like they just whacked yeah. on a fucking shitty screen from like 1990. Yes. It, it looks like one of those old phones where they used to use like the, you know, like the color text, like the orange and black, you know, before there was actually just full color. <laughs> For fuck's yeah. sake, why? <laughs> yeah, I like, I. so I'm like now just really hoping that actually this is, I don't want, like, they, it, Xbox can't like. I, I hope this is not something that Xbox is doing. Like, because we spoke about the possibilities of like a touch slash, you know, touch screen, a touch screen rather than a touch pad. Mm-hmm. And you know, there being like actually quite a few uses of that. But if they if they're gonna do that, like they can't have the controller layout like this. This looks stupid. This looks like someone's like just printed a barcode on the top of their head. Yeah, yeah, like genuinely, yeah. It just looks like someone stuck an asset tag on it. It's just such a useless feature 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 set. Oh, it's, the, it's, uh, it's useless the, and it's ugly. Battery. <laughs> it's so. It ugly. looks so rushed. It just looks like it was like I don't know. Just fucking chuck like a screen on it or something. Yeah, it could show you a battery. Yeah, and like other things <laughs> too. Yeah. So great. Take notes, Xbox. This isn't being received particularly well by your most important critics, the Quick Resume podcast been it um yeah if you're if you're doing something with a screen don't do this i beg you what a waste of everyone's time (laughs) who's gonna buy this who is this for because it's like an elite controller as well if i combined it like an elite controller so that shit's gonna be like 200 dollars, 200 pounds yeah like right shit he's shit utterly disappointed with that (laughs) <laughs> the end of the podcast on a terrible note. 
I was going to say, I shouldn't have finished at the bottom of the show, should I? Because I, I just, I'm upset I'm up, uh, that you'd even try to make something like that. Whatever. All right. Let's wrap this up then. Um, mm-hmm. Ladies and gents, thank you for, for hanging around today. Um, if you've if you've had a good time, feel free to hit the like button. Maybe you consider subscribing. Um, a lot of Redfall to talk about. I'm hoping that we will hear about something soon. Something, so anything, really, yeah. from Xbox would be great. We're, you know, it's only for the first week back, so they're probably just getting their bums back in the shares. But um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about as we move into the new year. Uh, hopefully we hear more about Redfall and Starfield. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, Tim! Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. I Tim, think so. bye. I think so. I Well, I was going to ask you if you anything else to say, but you, you never do, and you, you don't like it when I put you on the spot like that, so I didn't. Bye, I guess. Just being honest. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye, Ron. <laughs> bye. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.